what up everybody welcome to another episode of downtime with Dan star episode 230 today we're here with the man the myth the legend yeah stir it up baby Clean this bitch like a tampon shake junk recognize the fool and love me ah <laughs> <laughs> recognize the Recognize yeah. the fool when you love me. Yeah. Oh, let Shane me. Hi, what up, let, Shane? Hey, let's fuck with that sound bite one more time. Recognize the fool when you love me. <laughs> bang, yeah. Bang, bang. Yeah, I got all of it right here. I got you done this. <laughs> Shit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, bitch, we're going to make a track after this one. Hey, I'm ready, dog. Hey, Downstar, Frank. Good looking <laughs> out. I appreciate you having me on the show. Much love. Hey, Respect. thank you for coming, bro. Thank no you. No doubt. Dude. Every time I put these headphones on, dude, I feel like I'm a rapper, bro. You should. I want to just get in the fucking booth. I mean, you are in the booth. You are spitting right now, so. I know, dude. But I could chop it up, I think. Drop it like it's hot right now. I'm uh, I'm probably downplaying how hard it is to make music, but I can edit a video. So I'm just like, well, put the sound over here. Maybe get a beat from over here. Yeah. Get a beagle beat or something You got like the that. sound bites right now. Living life, dog. You know? Recognize the fool you <laughs> love me. That's right. Shane. Yes, sir. Shake jump, bro. All day. Run that shit, dog. All day. How is it, bro? It's good, man. It's good. Grinding. All every day? Every single day. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, Monday to Friday, pretty much. Putting it in. Weekends, too, you know? Yeah. Love to skate. Love to work for the company. Everything it can do to make it bigger and better. And plus, look out for the kids that ride and rep for this shit. So, first and foremost, this is a family. This is a squad that's been down forever. Yeah. And then it keeps growing, so... Dude, every time I go to the skate park, everybody has shake jump grip, dude. Yeah. How's that make you feel, dude? It feels good. It feels good. We've we've worked hard to be able to build something, you know. You've had, you know, Baker, Deathwish, Shake Junt. It's the trifecta. Yeah. And then you got Baker Boys Distribution, which is the hub and home that Ellington, Reynolds, and Greco built. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. the fact that they put their minds together and trusted each other enough to give it a shot on their own much love and respect for them to do that yeah they build a they build something beautiful dude and especially for the skate community you know um probably pretty biased dog, but every time i look at you know baker and baker boys and everything that's affiliated with it i feel like that's like the culture of yeah. skateboarding i mean for us it obviously because that's what that's all we know right you yeah know? like but it's rad to see that how big skateboarding has gotten but how crazy it's gotten at the same time it's not so we just try to stay in our lane yeah you know and bring on people that we feel that understands the vibe that we're trying to put out in skateboarding yeah and build these families bigger and better and we're fortunate to have a distribution like baker boys that has a skate park in there for these kids to come and like see the new product but not only that just come and grip it and rip it and get down and just like have a good time and that's a lot of the times i've met new team riders for shake junk mm. they they bring you know existing team riders that bring their friends like that's how i met jamie foy really yeah like he came to the skate park one day and i just happened to be staying late after work skating the park and it was just me him and a couple other people and um yeah unbelievable just right away you just know when you see it and you're just like oh wow this is crazy who are you you know so was this before he was on Death Wish? Yeah. Hmm. Mm -hmm. That's dope, dude. So what what are some of the things that you like look for? Something that kind of sparks your interest 
in a skater. Style. How you carry yourself. How you talk. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tr- the tricks, are obviously, are something that's going to be the, the candy that you want to see, right? Just like, oh, let me see what's up. But you can have 50,000 different tricks that you can do, right? But yeah. if you ain't doing them right or you don't do them to a certain style of some sort, then I'm not really it's not doing it's not clicking for me yeah you know i'd rather go to the kid that's like you maybe not can't do as much but damn you look smooth on that shit yeah you know i'm gonna look for that plus i like to build over here at shake john i like to build a little bit of um like jamie for example we're talking about him so jamie introduced me to zion right that's his best friend Mm -hmm. right and say less as soon as you see z it's almost like your eyes can't take off him when he skates he's so damn good you know he yeah. and his energy is through the roof the positivity that he has you know and then there's tyson peterson right and then yeah. there's ish sapita and then there's john delo mm-hmm. and and you know the list goes on and on through these florida guys but it all started being like oh that's my friend too that's my friend too that's my friend too and i was just like well shit all you guys need to be on shake giant yeah because that's the family that you guys built in florida you guys were in florida and all rolled the dice and moved to California trying to make it. And one at a time, you guys are doing it. And they're all just clicked up in Florida and they all just made the same you know? decision. So I'm like, dude, all you guys need to ride for Shake wow. Giant. That way you can be like, your family can be on the same company here. And to, to see them all get, almost all of them I know when they got on Shake Giant were like, they weren't pro yet. They were starting to get hookup. Like, you know, like he, Jamie was kind of flowed some death wish boards through like the sales guy at, at Baker boys, Steve Hernandez. I mm-hmm. think he was the one that was kind of like, Hey, you guys need to put eyes on this kid. He kills it, you know? And then to like, see the rest of those kids kind of flourish in their own ways and like take the next steps in their game. It's Pete is now pro for April skateboards. John Delos pro for almost skateboards, you know, Christian Henry's riding for real skateboards. Yeah. Zion Wright went to the fucking Olympics. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, my man was up there doing his thing, man. Like he chopped out Nike from his life. Like, nah, I'm out, man. Vans up. Let's go. Yeah. You know, let me get a quick frontside five down a 23 stair before I hop on the Olympics plane. You know, it's just like, it's amazing to watch these kids do. And I'm just talking about the Florida crew. Yeah. You know, I'm not even getting into like the OGs and like the Baker gang and death Wish gang, but like those dudes are like kind of the story that represents a little bit about what shake chunk does. Like, let me put on your homie because you guys are a family. So mm-hmm. let's try to build that family within Shake Junt. The same thing is with Baker. The same thing is with Deathwish. The same thing is with Piss Drunks. It's like you might have the Jamie Foy illest capabilities to do anything on the skateboard until the kid that's just like, you know he got what it takes, but it might take him a little bit longer. Yeah. But I'm going to put trust on him. Plus, Jamie's got his back. So that's how we build the foundation. Is that kind of a... Um a familiar thing that happens is people will try to put their homies on or is it usually they're just trying to figure it out for themselves? You know what? Not really. There isn't like this thirsty thing like, Hey, you got to put on my boy. You know, Mm -hmm. like it's not really like that. It's more just like, is it cool if my friend comes and skates the park? Mm. Yeah, go ahead. That's it. It's not like, pulling me to like go check them out you know like well, i just happen to catch it and yeah, be like yeah. oh shit that's your friend dope you yeah. know like so there hasn't really been that much of my friend check them out type shit yeah I, I feel you on that but uh what i mean is like usually i'll see people that are you know they're trying to put themselves on whatever their respective field is 
usually they're kind of just focused on their own story and not really worried about like the guys back at home or anything like that. Do sure. you feel like that the Florida guys they have kind of a, a a different bond? At the they love one another for sure. It's a definitely a it's a definitely a crew, you mm-hmm. know. But at the same time, they're working on their lane, you know. Like just because this dude gets on real doesn't mean like his homie can get on too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to be as easy as it was for Shake Jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like there is a part that's going to become like that's theirs and only theirs, you know. And sometimes that kind of can hurt. Like, why can't my friend get on this? But that's not here over Shake Junt. I'm just talking about other lanes. You got know? you, got you, got you. But yeah, those guys all work hard for where they're at in their lives, you know? Yeah. And it's rad to see. Yeah, it is, dude. Just, I mean, just being a young dude from Florida and trying to figure it out and, you know, becoming one of the best skaters out, just like Jamie Foy, dude, that's, that's a huge accomplishment no oh, matter for, what. For sure. I mean, the kid went from... <laughs> Flow am pro skater of the year in a year. Wow. And that's just, and he hasn't took his foot off the gas yet. Yeah. To me, Jamie Foy is, he's the illest man. Like there's nobody that can touch him. Like he is the best skateboarder ever right now. Really? Like you for real. (laughs) I love it. No, no cap. That's it. You hear to her here. You heard it here first. Yeah, man. If you don't, if, whatever. That's just hey, I'm gonna stand by that one. Yeah, he's a good yeah. dude too, man. Oh, solid. Good solid. personality, yeah. and he's just he's handling it. Yeah, just making it happen, dude. It was uh, it was exciting to see him on the Olympics. I was uh, I was watching the whole set that they had. Uh, how how how'd you feel about that skateboarding being in the Olympics? That's cool, man. Hey. It's just, you know, it's just going to that next level. You already know it's just not going to stop, and that's what's up. Like, either it's going to go as far as it can go, and then it's going to come back to where it was. You know, like, things go around in circles here. So, I mean, when I started skating, it was so small. People didn't like it. Yeah. You know, you felt like you were a part of something, and now it's like it's accepted by the world. Mm -hmm. It's accepted so much, it's put on the Olympics on national TV. You know, it's so accepted that people don't even don't even need like board sponsors. Yeah. You know, they're all like, what? No, I'm just an influencer. I'm on YouTube mm. and I got my Instagram going and I can do the illest background tricks. And I'm up in the skate park fucking wearing my fits and doing my shit like there's different lanes for everything now. Yeah. You know, but I'm an OG in this shit and I'm going to keep it real and going to keep pushing what I think is sick. Yeah. And I know the people that are a part of what I do think the same way. Yeah. Same with Baker, same with Deathwish, and same with a lot of other motherfuckers out there. So how long you been in it? Me personally skating or the sh- or the company? The personally skating. Personally skating. I got into it a little bit late, so summer going into high school. Summer going to high school. Where were yeah. you at at this time? So I'm, I was born in Long Beach, California. Started getting into skating that summer, like a little bit before that summer. And then my family was like, hey, we're going to be moving to Arizona. Mm. And I was like, damn, I'm just getting into this shit. I got my crew, you know. So when I moved to Arizona, I just kept it going. Like, call my friends back home. Like, hey, how do you do a pop shove? Yo, how do I do a back 180? Where do I, you know, going to the skate shops, like, looking for something. Like, how do I learn this shit? Like, where do I go? And so I just kind of kept pushing it until I started clicking up with people that I knew in Arizona. What part of Arizona? At the time, there was, so I moved a lot 
around there. So Phoenix, Arizona, Tempe, Arizona, Scottsdale, Arizona. So I kind of was all over the place over there. Okay. And then there was a skate shop before it was a sidewalk surfer. And that was like the shop I would go to. And that's kind of like where I'd go to watch the skate videos. That's where I would go click up my crew. And like, that's how I got to meet Eric Ellington. That's mm. how I met Scotty Copelman. And those dudes are still like my brothers to this day. So as crazy it was moving to Arizona, it was a blessing in disguise. Cause I got to meet like my, my real homies, you know, from, yeah. from that shit. And like, get to learn like i'm gonna do whatever it takes to ride my skateboard yeah you know and that's like the one thing that i think that like as a kid when you have to move to a new city or state especially when you're gonna go into high school and like high school is like oh shit this is gonna be sick and you're all getting down with your crew and it's like nah i gotta go to arizona and you're just like wait what this wow. is a, this is a little bit of a change is uprooting at a very crucial time yeah for sure so but it, it all worked out i mean as soon as i graduated high school i went right back to long beach and just kept pursuing skateboarding mm -hmm. you know worked at a skate shop called marges which was originally called zimbabwe it was a skate shop right across the street from wilson high school in long beach california okay that's that's the same shop that i got my first skateboard from before I moved to Arizona. And so when I graduated and I came back, the owner of that shop had taken Zimbabwe, the skate shop, turned it into a skateboard company, Zimbabwe Skateboards, mm. and then rebranded his skateboard shop into Marge's. And then Marge's was then moved from Long Beach to Huntington Beach. And so then I lived with the owner. Mm -hmm. So the same shop I bought my first skateboard from is no this, affiliation, nothing. You just went in there and just... Yeah, my boy was like, this is the shop. This is, let me help you pick out your first setup and all this shit. And all right, cool. And then I graduate, I come back, and it's like, I'm now living on the owner of that shop's couch. Yeah. And he's got me a job working at his skate shop. How do you like, think that happened? Just showing up all the time and... Because the crew... Because skateboarding was so small back then, you know, at the same time. So it's like, I went back and I, I kept in touch with my homeboys from from Long Beach, you know? And so naturally they, they were just like, what are you up to? And I would keep making trips out to Long Beach while living in Arizona. And then I started to kind of get a little hookup from Zimbabwe mm. when I was in high school. So he was already like giving me free product. And you still lived in Arizona, but I, you were just coming to visit. Yeah, gotcha, so like gotcha. when I'm in like 11th grade, right? I'm getting my little free product. Yeah. Doing my little thing, which now looking back, like, to give free stuff too early in the game can either take you to the next level because you want to do that or it hinders you from like, you still learning. You still need to learn more shit, mm. you know? So I just took the bag of tricks that I could do and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try to keep doing those and doing good and whatever. And maybe if I didn't get some free stuff or maybe I didn't get that little like, you know, flow hookup. I would have continued the path of like wanting to like learn how to do more shit. I don't know. You feel like you got put on too quickly? Maybe. Yeah. You know, like maybe, or I really truly didn't have what it took to be even sponsored in the first place. Mm -hmm. This is all just hype. You know, you're yeah, looking yeah, back yeah, and yeah. just like, what the fuck? Why, why did I, why did I get, you know, like, yeah. 
when I look over at other people that are like what they are able to do and what how they flourish, like those are real, you know, those are professional skateboarders. Those are the ones that should be getting that shit. So then you start doubting your shit. And then you start, you know, and then this, you know, your insecurities start coming out. Yeah. And then you're trying to battle through that shit, you know. What if they he, he saw something in you that you didn't see in yourself? Yeah, part personality or, you know, just a great represent representative of the brand, just like shake jump, you know, you don't have to be the best skater, but you, you got to have other qualities that kind of, uh, boost that up. Maybe that's something that you had and that was something that he wanted yeah. the company to, to be about, you know? Yeah, I think so. You know, he, he obviously like there was a family bond there too. Yeah. You know, which, which was cool because I think I instilled that from from those early years at Zimbabwe, even into shake junk, you know, because the family that I got to meet during that time was great. You know, from the guys that like ran the company that worked at the skate shop that rode for the company, like how he took me in and like believed in me to like put other people on. And then there was a company called balance that was getting done out of Arizona. Mm -hmm. And then I was calling, those are my homies that are living in Arizona, starting a company called balance. And I was like, Hey, you know, Zimbabwe's based out of Long Beach here in California. We're all, every, all the skate, skating be going, going down, you know? So maybe we can join forces and let me talk to the owner. And so, hey, to the owner of Zimbabwe, meet the owner of Balance. Maybe you guys can figure something out. And mm-hmm. sure enough, there it was. They partnered up, bring Balance into this. So now it's Balance in Zimbabwe, ran out of the same place. And I was like, damn, this is sick. We're, we're forming this, this whole shit, you know? Yeah. And then Zimbabwe fell to the wayside and then that stopped and, you know, balance kind of stayed around for a little bit and then the bigger picture stuff started happening. Yeah. So when did you notice that this, uh, skating was going to get to the next level? What was that? What was the next step from that? You never, all you knew was skating. Like that was your life and it wasn't like it was paying the bills. Yeah. I wasn't pro. I wasn't getting paid as an amateur. I was working at the skate shop, skating on the side, getting free product and promoting this company called Zimbabwe, which then got me other companies to kind of start giving me product. America's Shoes started giving me stuff. Mm. Grind King Trucks. Oh, shit. You oh, know, geez. Let's go. You know? I just bought some. Hey, I still ride them. Psych. No. <laughs> <laughs> I bought some and then nah, I don't know what happened. Hey, shout out Grind King. Hey. He's on his hustle, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, back then that was like they really looked out for 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 kids that kind of didn't uh weren't really getting recognized. Mm-hmm. You know? And they would put faith in us, like, you know what? No, we we believe in you. They'd give us full page ads. And that was like one of my very first ads in a magazine. Like Zimbabwe, I had like a little sliver in a magazine. Like they ran little quarter gotcha, pages gotcha, and I was gotcha. like, damn, I got a little quarter page yeah. in a mag. That's tight. <laughs> and then, nah, but Grind King was legit. Like had Rick Cossack come take photos of me and like full page color ad in a, in a Thrasher magazine. Like I was tripping. Uh, uh, how old were you at this time? I'm probably either still in high school or getting out of high school. So probably like 18 Bro, that's crazy being in Thrasher, still a teen. 
Yeah. I mean, it's an older teen, right? Because you looked at like the Gamarianos and all that shit, and they're just like, they were bubbling at like 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. D-Ways and all them shit, so the real pros. Yeah, but still, <laughs> either way, just to be, you know, yeah. 17, 18 and having that kind of accomplishment, that's huge. No, I was, I was psyched. So, yeah, that's why, like, I don't, like, people want to, you know, Grind King has some maybe bad image about them or whatever, but you know what? They did a lot for me, and I'll never forget that shit. Yeah. You know? But right now, I'm Venture Gang. Let's go. Hey. <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, Grind Kings back in the day. They had the, well, they still do the inverted uh, Kingpin. The, it was the bolt where you could, the Allen oh, yeah. bolt, dude. And yeah. I was like, and now you see that right this now. This is so trick. Yeah. yeah independent <laughs> just pulling this shit out right now. You know, like the, yeah. the, the inverted fucking Kingpin with the Allen head. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Bro, I was, uh, I was in skating heavy in high school, but. Like what happened to to most car guys that were into skateboarding is as soon as they got their car, dude, skateboard went in the trunk and then they just went racing or something. That was my shit, dude. Yeah. Started getting into cars and I, I just lost I didn't I didn't lose the passion for it, but it's just like that journey that I was on just went away until probably about two years ago when my son started skating. Okay. And, and uh I went to right here a skate shop down over here and uh I bought him a deck. I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna get one too, just because Take him to park, push around and shit. And right when I stood on it, dude, it was like, ah, yeah, you're back. Oh, dog. you're back. So Seriously. I missed a lot of, I missed a lot of shit, but I'm, I'm glad to be back, dude. Yeah, man. It never, you know, you can go as far as you want, but you're always going to come back to it. Definitely. I, I tried giving it up for a couple of times and, uh, yeah, I always find my way back to it. Always, dude. Definitely. Um, before you got into skateboarding, what was your jam, dude? What, what did you spend your time on? Before skating? Before skating. Mm. That doesn't even exist in your memory no yeah. more. No. No. No, I, be, I mean, I played soccer, basketball, like, just always in the sports. Mm -hmm. You know, like, fucked around with all that shit. Yeah. You know, I lived in Long Beach, so I was at the beach, like, just always being outside. Yeah. You know, never was a dude that was just like, even when, like, video games were coming around and stuff, like, that wasn't my interest, you know? Like, I always wanted to be outside. What was it like growing up in Long Beach? Great. Loved it. You know, like all my friends were there and like being close to the beach, weather, everything. Yeah. You know, it was good. Hell yeah. So you're uh, at the shop and you're working there. You're getting flowed. And then what what happened after that? Um. So, yeah, Zimbabwe, Grind King, America, just like getting, magazine, just getting a little flow like Grind King. I could say that like, I was officially on that company. You okay. know? So but the other things were just like, you know, here you go. Like Zimbabwe, too. I was on that thing, but everything else was just like flow. So that actually has now sprung me into like, this is what I want to do. Well, OK, free product. Still, you got to work. You're staying on the couch. You're paying whatever little hundred, two hundred dollars a month to survive. You don't got that many bills. Like, fortunate to have a car, mm -hmm. so it's like, all right, I'm able to get around. You know. And then you got to try to, yeah. But then, that was it. That was the hustle. So it was just like from job to job to job. You know, whatever I can do, and never like wherever you move. So then after, the whole Marges and Zimbabwe and all that, the next chapter for me was. Did I move to San Diego or did I move back to Arizona? I can't remember which one was first. But mm -hmm. if I just go to San Diego, it was moving into downtown San Diego with Ellington, Kobelman, Steamer, 
and Hairball. Mm. Aaron Harrison. Mm-hmm. So here we are. And you just met them just from from the shop? Me, or? me Eric, and Scotty have known each other forever, right? Yeah. And then those guys started to get like uh, zero was getting started. So now balance Zimbabwe marges. That's all like, all right, that's gone. Let's move into the next chapter. Gotcha. Now it's like zero's getting started. They're going on trips. They meet Alyssa Steamer. They meet a guy named Aaron Harrison. And they're like, hey, Aaron Harrison has a spot in downtown San Diego. He says like a couple of us could probably move in. And then there's another little spot attached to it that we can move in. So we all just like formed right there, Mm -hmm. downtown San Diego. Then I get a job at Tumieto. Tumieto. I start working there and start putting graphics on skateboards. Okay. That was my job. So wake up, take the train to Tumieto, putting graphics on skateboards skating as much as I can, trying to get footage when I can. Um, Then the day came, I get recognized. They're like, hey, we want you to go on this big tour. It's going to be Zero, Toy Machine, Foundation. All companies are going to take off and do this big Canada tour. Do you remember the year? 99? Okay. I turned 21. Okay. I turned 21 on that. On tour. the trip. On oh, the trip. Oh, shit. So if I turn 21 on the trip, I'm 44 right now. Somebody do the math. Somebody get the math. <laughs> That's 23 years ago. <gasps> 23 years ago, dude. Homie. Fuck. We've been doing this shit. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> That's a long time. You know what I always trip out about, dude? Is like back That's in why the- it's so damn hard to remember all yeah. this shit, man. I'm just like, wait, what era, what time? Like 23 years ago, dude. I was on a fucking Tumieto trip across Canada. And I can remember it like, yo. It's the dope shit that happens to you when you're young, right? The videos you watch are the ones that stain you forever. What was it? Oh, you know it's plan B, questionable. Okay. Like questionable and then virtual reality. And then damn near anything that one on one and world and fucking menace and that whole shit, right? Yeah. But for real, it was questionable and, and virtual reality was the game changer. That just like how you dress, what you listen to music wise, what tricks you did, like stained. And yeah. it's still stained right now. And it's like even later on, like what other videos kind of influence you? It's like nothing influenced me like that. Nothing to this day really? has ever influenced me like that because I was so young. And it was the shit, and it was mm-hmm. something I watched. And everybody has that video, you know? Yeah. You know, like, what's your video? Guarantee they go back to some old shit. Yeah. No way no one's talking about some new shit in the last five years. Maybe. Doubt it. Yeah. Guarantee you go into some fucking OG shit you saw when you were young. Want to crack one of these? LaCroix. Let's do it, dog. Can we get sponsored by these dudes? Yeah, what's up, LaCroix? Hook me up. Can we do this? Can we do this? Let's do this. Hey, uh, speaking of videos... What My number one favorite video, dog. Cheers. Let's do Baker 2G. Mm. Baker 2G, bro. LaCroix, what's up? How's that taste, dude? Bubbling? Tasting like some pamplemousse. Tastes a lot better when LaCroix in my fucking... Mm. That's just dancing in your mouth. Let's go. Baker 2G, bro. <laughs> but we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that. That's my jam, though. Um, yeah, everybody got their shit, man. But yeah, Tumieto. Worked at Tumieto. Put we went graphics. on this trip. I mean, just the fact that I got the job there and learned a craft is like putting graphics on skateboards. That's the shit. So how did that that process even work? 
the, how they put graphics on a skateboard yeah. or how I got the job? No, 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 no. How, how it's actually done. Because I've never seen a skateboard built from scratch. The skateboard, they're made already. Yeah, like yeah, they're yeah, buying yeah. that. But Glued the, together and stuff. And you get the blanks. So I would get the blanks. Okay. And so then they're just going to burn the screens. Just like they burn screens to put graphics on skate on t-shirts, gotcha, gotcha, and gotcha. sweatshirts, okay. and, and apparel, same shit. But the the framing that they sit in these screens are like bent a certain way, gotcha, gotcha, like the gotcha. skateboard concave is. Gotcha. And then when you put the board in, you put the board into the pegs mm-hmm. where the where the holes are, you know, so it locks in. Pull that screen down. Take your fucking fat ass squeegee, whatever ink goes on first. Mm-hmm. Pick it up. There's one pass. Put it up. Put it in the rack. And you're gonna so do you that do speed. everything one pass. One, one pass. Let's say you got 300 boards. Yeah. Like, all right, there's 300 Jamie Thomas zero decks coming. Yeah. And 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 let's say I'll never forget this one. This this board had like eight to ten passes. Oh shit. It was the one that had like had the uh, the woolly mammoths and shit. Like okay. it was the one I was like, oh shit, this is the one. And it's like. Okay, one at a time, racking them, racking them, racking them. And you got to do that, like, you know, go do the math, like, do 300 times eight, you know, and then there you go. It's like, that's how many passes you got to do. Then you flip the motherfucker over and you got to do the top graphic. Okay. Top graphic might have three. Two, three more colors. (laughs) And there was times where the screen would bust or you would bleed and then you'd be like, oh, and you start losing it. It's like not landing a trick. And then they, they're the homie, uh, Damon, uh, that was his name. He was my boss. And he's like, there's a skateboard that we allow you to go outside and just beat the shit out of because you're just, you're having a tough time. It's just like, dude, the screen won't fucking hold the fucking too much inks bleeding through. And yeah. you're just like, dude, I'm fucking blowing it. And it's like, but at the same time it was dope too. So like Eric and Scotty would come by sometimes and be like, Hey, just put one pass. I just want my shit to have one or whatever. You know, I'm like, yeah. So they would have you. <laughs> yeah. So that would be like, like the dope part about it. But it was tough, you know. Like you're going to work while your while your boys are out there like living the dream. You know, mm. they're they're filming video parts with Jamie Thomas in yeah. this new shit, and you're just like, oh, I want to get some of that too. You know, like I want to, I want to, I want to skate. Actually, I don't want to work. Yeah. You know, but if I gotta work, I gotta work here. This is dope. You know, like I'm learning how to put graphics on skateboards. Every two weeks, they would give you a free uh, a blend board, mm-hmm. like a board that's just, you know, so you get a blend board and a blend set of wheels because they screen printed everything there at Tamiato. Oh, shit. So it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. One board, one set of wheels every two weeks. That was good for me. Yeah. I was like, hell yeah. Like that's I can skate, you know, good product every fucking month. Like, so yeah. at this time, are you looking at the job that you had uh, as, OK, this is just a task that I have to do? Or was it was it starting to click in your head? Like, OK. What I'm doing, this board is, I'm actually cooking this board and now it's going to get sold to a customer. So like, I'm actually part of the manufacturing process. Was that, was that even clicking? Yeah. I mean, I'm learning a craft in skateboarding. That's pretty cool. But it wasn't something I was looking at like, damn, this is dope. I want to stay here. Mm. No, I want to skate. Was there ever any thought like, wow, I want to have my own brand someday? No, I want to, I want to skate. That's like, it. Just want to fucking skate. I want to skate and film tricks. Gotcha. Never had the vision of like being pro because I truly didn't think I was ever good enough. Mm. I don't know why. I just was like, you know what? I'm down to try hard and do my things, but I didn't have this vision of like, I'm going to turn pro one day. I'm going to do whatever it takes. I think I just wanted to be a part of it. Like I wanted to be a part of a video. I wanted to be a part of a team. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a part of traveling. If the pro thing came, cool, but 
I want to just be a part of that. So when Tom Yeto came to me and was like, stop what you're doing because you're about to go on this trip. And I was like, damn, so I don't have to work, do this. Here's my shot. Foundation Skateboards is going to start flowing me mm-hmm. and then giving me the opportunity to go on this trip. Now, when I was on this trip, I didn't realize that it was so much my uh, trial period. And I was drinking a lot. So they were watching I was you. doing my thing. But I'm already with my boys. Like, I'm with, like, I knew already, like, obviously, there's some of the guys on Zero, some of the guys on Toy Machine. Like, those guys were my friends, you know? So I was like, yeah, I'm on here partying and skating. If anything, I've made it. Yeah. You know? Like, so I didn't really, like, there was demos. I'm like, yo, man, I ain't trying to skate this shit. Ah, so it was like, the business side. Like, I'd be chill, like, I was chilling with, like, Mumford, like, then Mumford's just kind of kicking off the sidelines. Mumford's pro as fuck. If Mumford doesn't feel like skating the con- or the demo, he doesn't have to skate the demo. Yeah. Or he can just do like a couple tricks and sign some autographs. That's Matt Mumford. So I just kick it with him and be like, I'm hungover, man. I don't feel like this shit. It was my birthday last night. I'm chilling. You know, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Myself now would look at that kid and be like, you're blowing it. Mm. You're blowing it. Like, they put money... You know, they're driving you across country. Yeah. They got you in hotels. They're giving you per diem. You're taking a spot. And you're t- <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else could. What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? But there was times I would try my ass off and try to get these tricks and stuff. But I was like, here I am skating a demo with Mike Maldonado, yeah. Jamie Thomas, Ed Templeton, Bam Margera in his fucking heyday. Mr. Oh, wow. blood, blood fucking whatever on everything, you know? And yeah. then it was just like Brian Anderson, yeah. Alyssa Steamer, like. Dude, we're talking leggings. Like, Maldonado turns pro on the trip. Bam's jumping off, sucking uh, the, this crazy shit in the mall. You know, like, it It was the tour of tours. Yeah. It was probably the best tour I've ever been on. You know, one of them, at least, that I can remember, especially at that age. Like, I turned 21 on the trip. You know, it, it was sick. And yeah. then I remember kept getting back from that trip. And, like, the next day, Todd Swank, the owner of Tomiato, calls me up and goes, Hey, man, ain't gonna work. This shit ain't going to work. You on, you on foundation ain't going to happen. And I was like, man, thank you so much for taking me on that trip. I had the time of my life. I get the experience with all these guys that I, you know, that are my friends still to this day. Um, yeah. Plus, I didn't really see myself a part of foundation either. Okay. Right? The graphics at that time, the team at that time, like I didn't fit with them and they didn't fit with me. They knew that. So it was just like, yeah, there's no hard feelings on that shit. Good call. Like, I ain't, you know, yuck foo graphics. And, like, I'm like, huh? This ain't it, man. Yeah. What you did know? you feel like your jam was? I mean, I I rocked with those dudes. So, I mean, Toy Machine was the shit. Yeah. I knew I wasn't good enough to ride for Toy. Zero, I was like, well, shit. Obviously, I'm like, I'm maybe not gnarly or whatever. But that would have been the shit, right? It would have been me, Eric, and Scotty. Like the fucking tripod. Yeah. That would have been the jam. But those dudes, you really had to take it to the next level, you know? And maybe I wasn't doing that. But then my man Dustin Dolan had my back over at Stereo Skateboards. Okay. Out in, you know, so that was my next adventure. But that Tomieto thing was was great, you know? The yeah. whole the whole shit, you know. So we're talking about a little before misled youth and welcome oh, to hell. Way before misled youth. Thrill of It All was not even, like, it wasn't even out yet. Thrill of It All was the first Zero video 
to come out okay through zero and when on this trip it was just like just getting born you know like zero was just getting like really set off so that was kind of like the beginning of it all mm-hmm. you know and that was tough too because like i'm going on this trip and my best friend scotty's getting kicked off zero like damn i'm going on the trip and scotty's getting kicked off zero this doesn't make any sense man this sucks like we're supposed to all be on this together mm. you know so that that was a that one hurt so when uh the company when zero was getting started could you see it in Jamie Thomas that he had more of a focus or he was splitting his focus into skateboarding and starting a business as well since you were there from the beginning. Yeah, I mean Jamie kicked off Welcome to Hell, mm-hmm. right? He that's a man. Jamie's a bad motherfucker. Like what he did with that team at Toy Machine along with Ed and then was like, "Hey Ed, is it cool? I'm going to I have a vision to try to edit this video." in a way it's supposed to look. And to me, I think Jamie single-handedly kind of changed the way of like how gnarly you need to be at skating and how, what it takes to have a good video part. Mm-hmm. Like he was building these like these stories, you know? And how quick his editing was and how tight he could be in with the fisheye and how fast things moved. And it was just like, that was dope, you know? And I think after that, he saw what it, he's got what it takes. So he wanted to adventure off and start his own thing. So you kind of got to see that starting to happen. And then he went, he killed it. That party put out for welcome to hell was unbelievable. And then for him to kind of be like, you know what? Maybe he had some injuries and maybe he needed to chill out for a little bit, but then he puts his focus into these kids, right? These kids are my friends, Eric Ellington, Scotty Coltman, Aaron Harrison. Like no one has heard of these people ever. So for him to like go, Hey, and there's no Instagram. There's no shit out there. Really. Yeah, how are people even finding out about other skaters? You know what I mean? So there's sponsor me tapes, right? Check out my sponsor me tape. There's stuff like that that's happening. Maybe you've had a little bit of footage here and there. You get to meet them like through so-and-so. Word of mouth. Like, it was tough. But I love that the fact that he just rolled the dice on my homies and was just like, come on, let's go. He'd pick them up. He'd film them. He'd edit the video. He did everything. He wasn't like cool send my filmer out to go film these guys no he I roll up to our crib sorry shane you can't get in we're filming this video and there's no room in the in the in the truck and so me and Alyssa be like damn we can't go on the trip <laughs> we can't go on the skate mission shit and it was just like no nah, we're doing it this is kind of like it was like the first view at looking at like damn they're really filming a video part video part like there's like yeah we're having fun but there's like seriousness to it you know yeah and that can make a break a motherfucker too like this is an art form you don't tell me how to you know and yeah. it's not like he was telling that like, you got to go do this uh, he just had a vision you know and and there's with a vision maybe there's a deadline and maybe yeah, that yeah, requires yeah. like expectation with that stuff and skating sometimes you you can put pressure on yourself it's what it's there for like go ahead you want to put pressure on yourself to do a trick or not no, you want to kick back and kick back. But someone's going to take your spot if you don't put pressure on yourself gotcha. to, to the certain extent to like go to the next level. And if you don't want to be in the game as far as like, I don't know, you want to just skate the way you want to skate, that's cool. Then do that, you know? But maybe that company doesn't want that. That company yeah. has a vision of their own and what they want to see. And if, if that doesn't work, that doesn't work. Me and Foundation, that didn't work. Obviously, I chose my own path to like not skate demos and not dress a certain way or like do certain tricks. Like I just kept it real to me. 
mm-hmm. and maybe being keeping it real to me works somewhere else on a company. Got you. Or maybe it doesn't work at all. You know what I mean? But to each his own, man. Like, so you saw Jamie before he started the company. Was there something that you noticed in him before that you're like, yeah, this dude has something different inside of him, or was it until he started, you know, filming and editing and just trying to make something happen? I mean, Jamie's always been a very like, um, inti- like what is like it? an intimidating person that okay. has very goal driven. Got gotcha, you, got gotcha, you know, gotcha. very goal driven. Like knows what he wants, knows what it takes, and is not scared to put in the work to get it. Mm-hmm. And if he catches the feelings off somebody else, because man, why you do like he don't care, he's gonna he can keep it going, you know. Got gotcha. you. But he'll talk to you about it. He'll tell you this and that, why why it's going down or whatever, you know. Like he, he gave the biggest opportunities to two of my best friends. And one of them, he's rocking mm-hmm. Eric Ellington. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, hell yeah. He he took that to the next level. Eric did that though. After, but but Jamie blessed that. You know? Do you think tight. that he saw what what Jamie built and kind of got motivated from that? I think Eric just be- started believing in himself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like hell he, yeah. He built that confidence up and was like, you know what? I'm gonna take my my skill set. Um, and then Baker was born, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, shit, I just naturally feel better here because this is my 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 new friend group I'm kind of like living with, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, skating yeah. with. Like as much as he tried to stay over at zero, I think it just finally came down to him going like, I got to go over here at Baker. No hard feelings. Yeah. Same with Greco. Like we're building something new. Do you feel like people, like most people have that inside of them, but they just don't believe enough to be able to make it become anything? If you're talking about starting a, a brand, themselves, starting a brand, just doing something out of the out of the ordinary, it can be challenging. You know, like, do you not many people are cut for it and not I'm not saying that and like I'm shitting on somebody. Yeah, because there's times where I want to be on the others like, you know, like it can take away from the pureness of what you do, yeah. because now all of a sudden you got to worry about deadlines and then you got to worry about the team and then you got to worry about marketing and yeah there's a lot of things that come with this stuff you know that like it's day-to-day grind stuff and it either becomes a part of you and you love it or it becomes something that you hate and you can't do it you know and it's taken away from the artist in you because if you're you know you're a skateboarder so that's a form of art that you love to do and sometimes running a business can take away from that you know yeah and so that can be that can be tough. Yeah, sometimes it'll be nice to just clock out. <laughs> sure, clock out. Do do what you got to do. You know. Yeah. You know. You got to make somebody else worry about it. Shit, you make time for it. You know, like running a company, filming <laughs> video parts is not easy. Yeah. You know, shit, having a family, taking care of a child, like running a company and filming video parts can't be easy. It's like, but these are choices that are you that you've made. Now the other the other fool that's on the sideline saying like everything sucks. Yeah. But. Everything sucks, but you don't get in in front to do it yourself. What's up? Yeah, that's kind of the hard thing. Like, how how can you even have an opinion about something that you've never? Man, you and me both know everybody's a critic. Yeah, right. And once you put yourself on front street, right here you are, downstar. Boom! I'm doing it. I'm making hats, sweatshirts, t-shirts. I'm building parts for fucking engines. I'm doing all this shit. Fucking hate it, love it. I'm gonna try it. Yeah, you know. You build a squad around you that like most likely are your 
family now, the people that work for you, you trust. Not yeah. only do you trust them, but you ride with them. And now here are you guys that stand as one, but you're going to be the first person to hear it. Like, yo, downstairs are kind of weak, bro. Yeah. And you're like, wow. And that can break a person down. Yeah. Any kind of hate can break somebody down enough. You hear it enough. You see it enough. And trust me, I've heard my hate out there. Like, bro, that's why I came up with this slogan, what's up haters back in the day mm. for Baker. Because as much as you can say like, man, hate doesn't bother me. Bullshit. Yeah. Hate gets you sometimes, man. Yeah. One time I read a comment. Just off, this is off topic, but I read a comment one time. Somebody put a gun to that fool's head and pulled the trigger and end this shit. I can't take this fool's dumb shit no more. Mm. I was just like, damn, this one, this one sticks with me. You're telling me to kill myself. Yeah. Wow. I must be doing something right. You know, that's what I, I need to go on that. Yeah. Way, right. Yeah. Yeah. Me yeah. and you talk. Yeah. I'm doing something right. But deep down, I'm like, fuck, this shit kind of got me a little yeah. bit. You know, and it's hard. This is like. You talk to your homies about her shit. Yeah, fuck them fools. Like, they don't mean nothing, but you don't have to read it. Yeah. I did. Yeah, it wasn't about you. Yeah. So it's easy for you. Much love that I got off. support and from my, you know, but yeah, there's there's a lot of hate out there, man. And and to go back to your point, do people think they got what it takes to do it? I don't know. Maybe mm. some people just don't want to, you know, and that's okay. Yeah, I always think about it from my point of view, because when I, you know, going through high school and stuff, there was just uh, I, I did get a lot of like hate and bullying and stuff. And I, I didn't have much friends, so I kind of just stayed by myself. And I think me that, too, dog. Yeah, I think yeah. doing that, maybe maybe you you'll be able to reflect this is like it made me responsible for my own happiness. So I, I was my own happiness. So I didn't have to look towards friends or anything to you know, to have fun with or to, to be happy. Like I just did it on my own. So now fast forward when I get to like this point where I'm at right now, it's like, okay, well you don't fuck with me. That's cool because I've been at a point where nobody at all fucked with me and I still fucked with me. So as long as I still got me, I'm good. Not saying that that doesn't bother me, but it's just like, I've, I've been to that point where nobody even fucking cared, bro. So if you don't fuck with me, like, it would be cool if you did, but it's not going to stop me. Yeah. Nah, I feel that, man. I mean, to to become comfortable in your own skin yeah, takes work. You got to do soul searching. You got to be able to, like, look yourself in the mirror. You got to be understanding, like, who the fuck you really are. And be okay with your insecurities. Yeah. You know? It's all right to feel bad. Like, I mean, a lot of people want to say that this don't hurt and that don't hurt and fuck that and whatever. But it's like, yo, man, we all human. Yeah. We all got emotions. We all get felt like, you know, shit hurts sometimes. But if I can support the next man next to me or woman next to me to like live out their dreams. Yeah. Or if they want to know a little something like, hey, I got an idea. Well, shit. Let's do it. Yeah. You know, or let me help you do it. Over at Shake John, I've definitely tried to like give people the opportunity to like, hey, I noticed that you make art. You know, like, why don't we give you like an artist series? That would be cool. Yeah. You know, here, draw this. Let's put it on a T-shirt, and I can get you some incentive, or I'll pay you for your art. Like, 
come check me out. Like come in the art room. Like you want to see how stuff's like laid out and stuff. These are things that can help people like that other companies don't have the opportunity to maybe get at, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of a blessing that I think over at uh shake that you can have the opportunity to do. Yeah. You know, you know, going, going through like those hard times in life and just trying to figure yourself out and just it, it being very lonely, you know, at the time it's just, it's very hard and you know, every day is just rough and, and, you don't think that it's going to get better, but honestly, like I'm so happy that I went through that point in my life. Cause it actually just made me the person that I am today. And I really feel like it helped out my compassion as well. You know, seeing somebody that maybe like people are shitting on or something like that and knowing yeah. how it felt it, it nowadays, it makes me feel like, yo, I want to, I want to help that person out. I want to show that person love, you know? And it's just, just the same, like you were saying about, about skateboarding, the same about cars. Maybe the dude doesn't have the nicest car, but I can see that this dude's a good dude. He has, right. a, he has a, a young family and he's working and he's stoked on some little part that maybe other people wouldn't be stoked on, but he worked hard enough and he got in, he got it installed. And then yeah. there could be the other guys that are like, well, my car is nicer than his. Why would you post his up or whatever? And it's be like, because he's, he's trying, bro. Like you're not trying to be a better person. Maybe you have a better car. At the same time, I don't need to explain to you why. Yeah. You know, the fact, shit. the fact that you're asking that shit is, I mean, I don't know. Start your own shit. Yeah. If you don't like the way I'm running my shit. <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't know. Like, you know, get down and lay down or, or support or support the person I just hooked up. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. No, you want to say poor me. Why not me? Why not the person that I just gave love to? Yeah. Your time will come. Why not get Why You know, the more we support each other, the better we're off. Yeah. You know, but it's 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 hard, man. Like, because. You want to take care of as many people as you can and treat them all fairly and give them all the same opportunities and stuff. And, you know, some people are just going to fall by the wayside sometimes. And you're just like, there's no disrespect in that. It wasn't like I purposely was like, fuck you, you know, like or maybe I gave you a shot back in the day. You know, and now it's this kid's turn. Yeah. Like, did you think we can just run with you forever? Like, we got a lot of people here to like. Let's let's all try to build, and that's all I'm trying to do, man. If I've hurt some feelings along the way, I apologize. I try, man. I do try to like hook up and take care of as many people as I can, and give them the fair handshake to give them that that opportunity to like go into the next whatever it is, plateau in skateboarding, because that's what Shake uh, is. It's that stepping stone that hopefully can get you into the next game. Yeah. You get on. You get on Shake John. Maybe that board company looks at you differently. Got now. you. Maybe that shoe company looks at you differently. Why? Because you're rubbing shoulders with Cater, mm -hmm. Andrew, Foy, Zion, Tyson. You know what I mean? It's like you're now affiliated with these guys. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and now these other companies might be like, damn, that's sick. Like, he rocks with the Shake Junk click. Like, maybe we should get down with him. Now, you know? do you feel that that has to do with uh, the the brand and the branding, or does it have to do with you as the owner having relationships with other companies and them knowing you and what you represent? No, because I don't think I have that respect in the game. Oh, like, really? I don't think I have that respect in the game. Let's say, like, obviously, like a fucking Andrew Reynolds does. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's that's safe to say. 
you know, because that man and, and most people like him have have put in the work and done some of the best video parts to this day and the covers of magazines and like signature product. Like I've never been paid to, to skate. Mm -hmm. The only paycheck I ever got from a sponsorship was Baker. And that's when like I was pro for a small amount of time. Like I caught a royalty off that pro deck. That's it. I never signed a shoe contract or a clothing contract, uh, trucks, wheels. I never got paid. I never signed a contract in my entire life. I've strictly done this just off the love of the game. Yeah. You know, obviously I've gotten, you know, people have flowed me product for, for 20 plus years, you know, much love to Spitfire for looking out for me for all this time, you know, like all the shoe brands that have given me free shoes, all the clothing companies out there that kind of gave me free stuff, you know, like shout out to all of those guys. Like I love each and every one of you for like giving me that, you know? And that's huge, you know, and that's kind of what I can do at Shake John. I give you free product, but I try to give you a little bit more than that by putting you in videos and doing this kind of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think I got that respect in the game the same as like, like your Mike Carroll's and Rick Howard's and Andrew Reynolds and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So it's the company Shake John. Got you. That gets you that. So still to this day, you feel like that. Yeah. And you feel like that just because you've, you've never uh went further with your actual skate I'm, I'm, I'm down for the underdog yeah you know what i mean because i am that underdog so when i see that chance to help out that underdog you know i'm gonna give the dog a bone hell yeah <laughs> and that's one of the reasons i wanted to have you on the pod I, I saw you on the nine club and you brought up a really good point we talked about this a little bit before about um you know them putting on some of the younger skaters and uh me just being around for the last, you know, year or so and seeing kind of how everything is running. I see a lot of the, the younger skaters that are on flow and I started following them and stuff like that. I'm mm -hmm. like, man, I wonder about this dude. I wonder what this guy's story is, you know, but it, then it just seems like you don't get to hear their story until they turn pro or until they have X amount of followers or, or, or things like that, you know, and it's just, I think that it would be cool to hear about these guys when they're on their way up. So they now they have kind of a, a starting point where they could look back at you know, sure. five years when they do get their board sponsor. Yeah. Look back at their journey that they've traveled and then their supporters, you know, they they can be with them and know more about those people. No doubt. You know? And um you you feel like there's there's a lot of value in in giving that kind of light to you know a younger skater that maybe hasn't reached their 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 peak of whatever they're going to become i think the value in interviewing a young skateboarder or a young kid and for that most is just like i want to tap into not so much the stories that i might be able to have cuz i've lived so long now so it's like i'm going to tell you about where i worked my sponsors where i've traveled all i got a lot more to talk about right mm -hmm. They're just getting their feet wet. So I don't really much so want to know about that. I want to hear about what they think is like what videos they grew up on. Yeah. What do they think about social media? What do they think about like the trends in skateboarding right now? Mm -hmm. They got their finger on the pulse. They are the pulse. They yeah. are the one. So I want to know what is that? You know, what's going on? Is an old head what thinks is cool add a touch to what the young kids are thinking. Mm. Where do we meet? Yeah. Or are we 
still the ones like controlling it a little bit? Or are you that dude at the bar going, man, in my day, this is how it was? Yeah. Like, let go, motherfucker. I remember the first kick flip Let ever. go. <laughs> let go. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also, I mean, it's also our job, I think, at the same time to, like, as much as we can, control it a little bit. Because shit is out of control right now, bro. <laughs> shit is nuts. The shit people are wearing to the shit people are getting away with, like... You don't even got to be good to have a video part now, man. It's like you see everything coming out now. You're like, bro, this is wild. Every single day, every day, every day, there's a video part to watch. Yeah. Every day, 365 days a year, there's a video part to watch. Holy shit. Yeah. Where and when does it slow down? Slow down. Yeah. Give it time to breathe. Let's learn some tricks. Let's take some time away from some shit. So when you do get the chance to see it, you're like, that was cool. Next. Like you can't wait to be like, okay, when's the last time you rewatched a video? Yeah. Nothing really like, Oh, I watched it once. Yeah. You see it. Yeah. No, I already, I'm on the new video now. Yeah. Like, did you, I don't know. The bigger four for me. You know, like there's a full length video that comes out every now and then, you know, like, Baker four or some crazy GX video or a Supreme video or that something like that. You're like, okay, maybe I'll watch that again. Or, you know what? I'm just going to watch a part out of that. Mm. You know, but nowadays it's just like all these videos come out and just like onto the next, onto the next, onto the next, onto the next. And it's like, even the skateboarders themselves that are really talented, they're putting out four video parts a year Yeah, and they're all top dog. They're all top notch. So I'm like, are you going to blow yourself out to where it's like, okay, that's super pro that no, we're cool. We've seen your tricks enough. We're, we're on to the next what else dude. can you do you know yeah. or it's like keep giving me what you can give me i don't know because everybody's doing it do you feel like that that time shit's watered down homie i mean watered down do you feel like everything is watered down now that's yeah. that's what we built as a society i don't know i'm just trying to stay in my lane along with the homies that rep and ride for my shit like just i'm gonna do the best i can do to my ability to keep skateboarding fresh and looking cool and doing what we do. Yeah. Cause seen it, seen it from uh, like parallel in the uh, automotive side, I've gone through the same thing, you know, with social media, the growth of social media, it just waters down the community and it's, it's changed into something that's been a lot different than it was 10 years ago. You know, people are building their cars more, they're building it faster and they're building it for a certain reason for social media instead of like, uh, back in the day for magazines and then like the values sure. have changed so much and there's the old heads that are, are looking at it a different way because they're still stuck in their way and then I don't know if that way will ever come back because we're we're trained as a society just to just to consume and just keep consuming and consuming yeah. <laughs> yeah. and it's like okay where does this stop and yeah. now I'm in the automotive community and then I see the same shit happening in the skateboard community. I think and it's everywhere in podcasting community. And For it's just, sure. it's, it's just everywhere. So sports too. I mean, it's just, it's just moving so damn fast. There's, there's so much content out there. There's so much people creating content and there's people creating content about content, you know, and it's just where, <laughs> where does this stop? So what, what do you do? Do you have to be the kind of person that is just so polarizing that 
everybody is just or your your community is just focused on you and how you're going to continue living the rest of your life or i i don't even know i think this is when you bring in the kids this is when you bring in the kids that you know and talk to them do you enjoy this do you enjoy watching video parts every single day do you like the solo video parts more than you like the full-length video parts do you like how much instagram has taken over you know, or are you one of the kids that are like, fuck Instagram, one post, no, post. you know, you know, that stuff. Like, I don't even care. Like now you're just like, oh, OK, because maybe there is. We're starting to see a trend in the downfall of of Instagram where it's like the thirst of it every single day maybe isn't there as much, you know, have you seen the move into TikTok? Not from skateboarders, mm. not like the skateboarders I look at. Got you. You know? Yeah, not at all. But there is that lane, right? There is the YouTuber and the TikToker and the the skate park kid that I don't need to be on Death Wish. I'm cool. Like, yeah, I'll be. I'll just do this. You know, yeah. I'll get a sponsor from whatever. Yeah, my son, he'll be watching some channels, and uh, I'm watching. I'm like, ooh, this is a little cringy, bro. But he's the demographic, dude. Yeah, you know? and I don't want to be on this. You know, to say. I'm here for the kids, you know, like I want to hear what they got to say and what's and what's cool. At the same time, I'm I'm open to talk about like the state of where I see shit, you know, and I see shit everywhere. Yeah. And that's also a good thing, too. Right. So now we have more people into skateboarding. And it's not so much like. I mean, part of it, you can say, is, is a little weak because there is no like not as much as a backbone as it used to have, you know, but. I do love the fact that like a lot of people are doing it right now, man. So that's a lot more attention on what we do, which can like maybe give us more money to help do better things and more things in our community, Mm -hmm. you know, and give more kids more opportunities. Cause when it wasn't this big and we only had this much money to work with or whatever, we had to keep it real tight. Yeah. Maybe that was better back then. I don't know, man. So it's like, it's tough, you know? Yeah. Do you ever look to the youth and, you know, these questions that, that you said that you have, do you ever use that and take that info in and maybe kind of direct the company in a certain way? Sure, man. I got, you know, like some of the kids I got, like I said, like, hey, you want to do some art for the company? Cool. I don't even try to direct it sometimes. I'm just like, that's what you wanted. That's what you think is sick. Cool. Let's, let's make it, it, you know, or, hey, can you help me with Instagram? I'll I'll, I'll pay you a couple hundred bucks, yeah. you know, like. Help me make some uh, some content for the Instagram, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's a song you think's cool? You like that song? Oh, shit, fuck it. Let's go with it. Put some Chief Keef on there. I don't know. You know, like, yeah. hey, if that's what you listening to and that's, I'm going to roll with you. One, because I believe in you. Two, you ride for my company. And three, you in the streets. Like, you doing it. So it's like, who am I? To, I don't know. Like, Yeah, I feel you. Unless it's, dude, unless it's just flat out horrible, I'm going to say something. <laughs> yeah. You know, like come on you know but for the most part i like to let them have a chance or let them breathe and do be creative you know i want to build up their confidence at the same time so maybe they want to start a company one day maybe they're like damn shane gave me this shot one time and i didn't really realize it was actually something that i was learning you know because this is something that now i have to do for my brand yeah you know we'll see more of it yeah so uh, even in our community as well, like the older brands have been around since, you know, the, the Honda stuff started back in the day or what have you. The, the, they have like a real bitter look 
at everything, especially like YouTube and content creators and stuff like that. You know, I respect those guys a lot because I know what it takes to build a YouTube channel. And if you're not, if, if you've never tried, just like we said with the haters, if you've never tried, if you've never done, it's easy to look at someone and say, this dude doesn't know shit about cars. Why are you guys following him? Well, because this dude's been working on his car since he was 16 years old and started the videos and other 16 year olds saw him. And now he's 25 years old and fucking driving around in Lamborghinis and shit. And you could be at that point, too. If you're more knowledgeable than him, Mm -hmm. go ahead. But you're 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 representing the 35 year olds. Yeah. How many 35 year olds are on YouTube are going to want to come home from work? And put you on and watch your show versus how many kids come home from shit junior high and throw this dude on, you know? So the, the, there being so many more different lanes out there, it's, yeah, you could definitely hate on it because you're just like, well, I, I didn't have that opportunity back mm-hmm. in the day. I don't like that you guys have that opportunity. Or you could just look at him like, damn, that's dope that they're able to do this. I didn't have the opportunity back then, but that dude's killing it. You um, know? Yeah. And uh, it's it's just weird. It's just such a such a hard balance between the new generation and the old generation. And I feel if you're part of the old generation, you have to fuck with the new generation and kind of observe them and see what they're doing and seeing how you could how you can mix with them to you know just keep your longevity. I mean, going first on. and first and foremost, you want to give back. I didn't build this company to hold on to it and and, and keep it in. This is it. This is the crew, and this is nobody else is getting in. Yeah, I'm a fail. That wasn't what it was built for, mm-hmm. you know. It's a bit. It, it was built to give back, and then once the people get on the company, they can introduce this to other people, and then that can keep for flourishing. You know, like this is also an opportunity for you to look at and say, "Hey, maybe I can do it." Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know? So let's take it back a little bit. Um, so you're at zero, and just everything's just bubbling up right there. How did you make the transition into? Uh, into Baker or can you just like paint that picture for me? The, the, the beginning of all that. Well, I was living at, I was living in San Diego, right? Getting flowed by foundation, working at Tomietto, going on that big trip. Mm -hmm. Then during that process, moving to Huntington beach. Okay. Moving to Huntington beach, same crew, Eric, Scotty, Alyssa, me, where are we going to move? We moved to Huntington, get out mm-hmm. of San Diego, go there. We meet up with, at the time, the Birdhouse guys and like Ali Bulala. So that was like Ali, Andrew, Greco, Sumner, that crew. Wow. They're living out there. So Huntington Beach is popping. That's the spot. You want to be there. That's where really? Birdhouse was the shit. And like, that's where Blitz Distribution was and Jeff Rowley and, you know, Ed Templeton and, there was just a big scene going on there in Huntington. So we're like, all right, let's, let's you know, we got to move there. You're still in the early 20s. Yeah, early 20s, 1920. Mm-hmm. Get there, get a spot. Then I go on that Tomietto trip. Mm-hmm. I come back, get kicked off. Something's happening right now. Warner Ave, Piss Drunks, mm-hmm. is born. So we're doing something. How did that get born? Well, that got born because it's just like you had my friends from Arizona coming back and forth. Then you had us, our crew, meeting Greco, Ali, Andrew, Sumner, and all those dudes, mm-hmm. Lenosi and stuff like that. So now we got this big posse. 
And now we're just like, oh, we're all living on the street called Warner Ave. There's like multiple apartments we all live on. We're all just like stone throw away from each other. We're chilling every day. We're drinking every day. We're skating every day. This is our crew. There's nothing else that we do except kick it with each other and skate with each other. That's it. Wow, dude, that sounds so intense, bro. <laughs> but it's it's just like a big skate house, yeah, but it was just multiple apartments <laughs> in one apartment building, you that's know? That's fucking dope. And then we'd be like, oh, how are we going to get money? Let's pull our product together, go hit the skate shop, open up our trunk, sell our product. Cool, we got 100 or 300 bucks. Dope, let's go to the grocery store. Let's get a barbecue going. Like, wow. Let's feed each other and yeah. just keep it going. You know, some are super pros that are like, you know, you know, they've made it, they're professional and whatever. And then it's just like, slowly but surely like Eric turns pro for zero and Alyssa turns pro for toy machine and Malnado turned pro for toy machine. And, and then, you know, it just keeps growing. Like people are living out their dreams. What I noticed with myself was like, I wasn't really moving forward. I was like, I was just riding the coattails of it. You mm. know, I was in the mix. I was doing my thing. Dustin had my back kind of like, Hey, come out to San Francisco I'm going to hook you up with stereo. You know, you could like stay with me at the six Newell house in San Francisco. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go out there and try my shot at this. So I'm doing that. But it's the same thing. I'm doing the same thing I did at foundation, but I feel more comfortable at stereo because I'm, I'm meeting Pete Eldridge. I'm meeting J.R. Neves, rest in peace, uh, Joel Mineholes. And we had a cool little crew. Chris Pastris was a, is a solid dude, man. So I was just like, damn, this is sick. I like, this vibe you know even though stereo was on its last leg you know it wasn't the j lee it wasn't all that but it was chris bastards was still in the game and, and dustin my homie so it was just like he kind of was running the shit right there it wasn't a hard choice for you to make to move from huntington to san francisco with i was like i was still living in in I think I was still living in Huntington, but I was just making these trips okay got you just staying there. there for a few days or whatever yeah I think that yeah. So I was just doing that as much as I could. And then um, then the video comes out, this deluxe video. And it has like real anti-hero spit, you know, all the companies under one roof, one video. And Stereo had its own little section. Okay. And I made the cut, got okay. got in the video, had my name on the thing, you know. and But I don't know if I was really still like officially a part of the team, even though I was in the video. I mean, I felt like it. Mm -hmm. But And then I think Stereo kind of, that was it. Went under. And so I was back to, what am I going to do? You know? Meanwhile, Baker's being talked about. Baker bootleg. Yeah, how did that combo get you know? started? So that goes with those guys. That's the Birdhouse The Birdhouse You know, them going like, we got our own shit. Maybe we can do this. You know, that's Jay Strickland and Andrew and Greco and stuff. They're, they're brewing over there. Mm -hmm. They're thinking of something outside the box. And you at know. this time at, at Birdhouse, was was there some sort of conflict or why were the guys, a big group of them looking to, to pull out? I think they, you know, they're starting their own brand and their own, their own brand. Go to Tony, go to Pierre, go to the guys that own that stuff and be mm -hmm. like, hey, we want to do our own company based out of your distribution. Okay. So it's like, cool, but we're going to be, you know, some of these guys are going to be leaving Birdhouse to start this thing called baker hmm so okay cool still out of the same distribution you know like cool give it a shot gotcha yeah so those dudes are like getting that going and i'm over trying to figure out me and 
I'm still in the mix with everything, but never really like was a part of that, right? Because mm-hmm. I didn't have the skills. Like I didn't have the skills. Like Lenosi had the skills. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't on a Jim Greco level. Like, but still a part of the mix. Yeah. You know, watching everything go down. It yeah. was sick though. It must have been an amazing time, bro, just to see the birth of all that stuff. Yeah, at the same time, you don't really see it like this is going to be huge or whatever. You know, it's like you're you're in it. You're living it. You know, yeah. you know, up the drunks every single day. Like, that's what I've represented the hardest. Like that piss drunks was live and die for that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's what I felt like such a part of. And I knew that was like my family. And that was what Dustin started. Dustin didn't start that. Okay, who started that? I mean, we started okay, that. Okay, so it was a group. You know, but I mean, if you want to pin that logo to somebody, you want to pin that name, I would even go to like Punk Rock Matt out in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, maybe Ali Bulala. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there was there was a crew that like maybe came back from a trip from Arizona screaming piss drunks. Mm. And then it just kind of like, Oh shit, we the piss drunks, and then you know the little logo, and yeah, yeah. So it's like naturally stemmed from like an Arizona drunk trip or something. Came back to the Warner App crew, and then we just all started. That's our shit. So it wasn't even a brand at the time; it was just no, just no. a click. This is a crew. Got you. This is something we live by. And then later on, we're just like, all right, this this is like never to be made product to be sold. Like, we kind of had this understanding amongst each other. Like, let's not make this into a company. Okay. Even though it had all the fucking tools to do it. I mean, it was getting out there. Yeah, I was drawing it on my book covers in high school. And maybe that was the beauty of it, right? That it wasn't, you couldn't buy a sweatshirt or a t-shirt of it. And then sometimes if a guy, like, there was another code that was like, all right, if you have a graphic coming out, you could put the PD logo on your Mm -hmm. shit. But it can't be just like PD logos getting thrown everywhere. Gotcha. And it's so weird that like, what, 20 years later, it's like Dustin's just like, fuck this. I'm doing my own distribution called PD Distribution. All you motherfuckers are sober now. Like, I'm doing this shit because I'm the last remaining piss drunk. Like, we're all piss drunks, man. But like, if you want to talk about somebody that's like keeping it real. Yeah. (laughs) He's still living it. Keeping it real. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, me and Dustin, we just did a collab with Shake John and Piss Drunks. Yeah, 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 I got that. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Sick. But yeah, it's weird. It's like now it's like Piss Drunks clothing is like Dustin's, but like, but it's kind of all ours. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and like the guy that owns it is Dustin. Yeah. You know? Gotcha. But if that shit pops off Dustin and goes big, I'm going to want my royalty on it. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like there's a little uh, different attention to detail on the Piss Drunks, uh, you know, apparel side of it um i remember i got the sweater and it's just not saying that any of the other stuff isn't up up to quality but there's a lot of small details you're talking about the clothing yeah right which i i do think dustin and his partner um i think they went and you know they they run the business out of baker boys but they live like dustin lives in france and Oh shit! And his really? Distributions ran out of Australia. Okay, got you. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's married and living life in France. Yeah, yeah, France. Yeah, dude. but he's found somebody else to like get his product made. So he goes and gets his product made somewhere else. And you guys just and then they ship uh, it to Baker just, Boys yeah, and the, the distribution. Yeah. Just... So yeah, you'll see like their sweaters and t-shirts are like bag different, collars are different, hang tags are different. It's like 
a little bit more high end, yeah. sold for more money, you gotcha, know? So gotcha. it's like, yeah, he's definitely on that tip. Like, Hey, I make quality, quality shit. Yeah. You know, this isn't just like run the mill t-shirts and sweatshirts. Yeah. Look into it. She's fresh. Yeah. It's pretty fresh. shit, dude. <laughs> um, so let's talk about Baker Bootleg when that came out. What did that do to the scene? I think it did a lot, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was on the other side. So, I mean, to see well, the reaction from others, I think they liked it. Yeah. You know, and I think that's just very homegrown. That's Jay Strickland and Andrew and, and Jim and those guys just like, you know, every day getting footage, stacking, 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 putting it on this tape, you know, putting it on the VHS tape, like building this tape up, building footage, building content. Like, you know, this is us. Yeah. In a very raw, raw way. Like you, there's no like bells and whistles to this shit. Like, here you go. You know, some of those guys creating trends without even knowing they're creating trends. Fucking 20 years later, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like insane. Baggy fits to fucking punk as fuck. Yeah. You know, like overnight. It's like, whoa, that's okay. That's what's up. You guys rocking it like that. It was every type of skater. I mean, was represented. In, sure. Uh, in that, you know, more more so than that one, uh, Baker Two G. Um, that video is just so special to me when I was a kid, and not even realizing how much impact it, it had on me. Like, there's so much, so much of that influence has spread into my brand, just subconsciously, sure. without even thinking about it. That, no, it's the beauty of these. Like I was talking about earlier, it's like the you know that introduction that video that did it for you everybody has one you know and, and it really they did something special and yeah. it stuck with you and it just resonates with you through the way you dress the music you listen to to the companies you start there's a little influence in it yeah you know and that's special that means like that's dope man that doesn't happen all the time you know it takes sometimes you got to wait decades for that to happen again yeah, dude. I'm, I I would just trip out to see what it would be like, just watching them edit the video or just being part of that process because it was just, dope. I mean, it was strictly. I mean, Jay was editing it in his apartment, and the homies were coming through and putting in their two cents on the video, and like, it was raw. It wasn't a lab. It wasn't this like a bunch of computer screens and shit like that, and all like, nah. Them dudes did it real. Like, yeah. Yeah crazy dude it's sometimes i feel like shit like that it's it's not even really the person it's like something enters them and is telling them like oh this is what you got to do this because sometimes i feel the same way with me like sometimes i'll get on uh, like a like a creative a creative lane and uh just like how the fuck did i even think about that yeah where did that even come from where did this idea even come from no and, doubt and it just feels like in the moment i'm i'm part of something special right i think now. you just got to go off the feeling right i mean that's all they were doing is just like we gotta we believe in each other we're gonna film the craziest shit that we can ever film we're gonna put our all our putting all our, into this shit you know and they just went for it yeah and believed in each other and they knew that they had some of the best skating too so i mean Without the best skating, it, it was just a perfect formula for everything. You know, it was the right time, the right squad, the right everything, you know? Yeah. And those guys gave it everything they got. And props to them, you know? Like, 
me, I was just along for the ride, watching it go down, you know? Like, mm -hmm. I could have applied myself more. I had opportunities to, like, probably film more, do shit more, and just... I'm still up in the drunks because I don't believe in myself enough to be like, those dudes are too good. They're too good at skating. I'll never be that good. I'll just do what I can do when I can do it. Hmm. And not to say that they looked at me like, you're blowing it. Like, we really want you to be a part of this. Like, I was a part of it, but in a way of just like being the homie off the sidelines. Yeah. Like, I'm turtling entourage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, that yeah. dude that's just like, oh, yeah, that's the good homie. Yeah. yeah. He funny and shit. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, we fuck with him. You know, they do. But it's just like, it wasn't until I got sober I realized, like, oh, shit, I got some time to make up because I wasn't believing in myself enough. I wasn't giving myself the right opportunities. I was downplaying it. Like, just, what am I doing? What am I doing with this shit, man? Like, take advantage of the time you got. And the, and the things around you, you're just letting it go by. Yeah. And I loved it all. I look back at that time in my life and be like, I rocked it to the hardest till, you know, till the wheels fell off. But I was like, yeah, I probably fucked up some great opportunities there. And now I got to do some, I got to do me, you know, I got to come back around. Yeah. And so when I got sober, I just kicked it in the fifth, started shake junk, started skating my ass off, turned pro, started a band called the goat. Yeah. You know? rock tours did a song with Lil Wayne yeah. like I just knocked down doors <laughs> homie and it's all due to my and you love me. let's go homie yeah so Fuck when you yeah. talk about Baker Bootleg Baker 2G Baker 3 all that shit I was fucked up and loaded homie like mm. I was not like I don't remember the premieres I don't remember like I remember seeing some editing go down like whatever you know like how deep were you as far as what like partying. blacking out Black, like, yeah blackouts every night like was, was it that? just drinking or yeah drinking and drugging gotcha yeah it was it was all the above um but yeah I, I mean it was a very destructive lifestyle and like i said earlier like up the drunks like piss drunks was my motive in life like wake up drink do the damn thing up the drunks like that was my shit you know also not believing myself enough to be like I'm not even that good, so fuck it. I'm going to do whatever I can to get by. Yeah. But the whole time, I'm just like catching odd jobs, doing whatever I can do to scrounge to get by. Like, I'm, you know, Warner, Warner Ave started, you know, that, only, that came to an end. And San Francisco was a great opportunity. And Dustin treated me so well and had my fucking back and like gave me food to eat and a place to sleep and shit. Like, wow, good looking out. And then after that, I was like, where am I going to go? These guys have like, Baker's born, about to be born for real. Like, they're moving to Hollywood. They got money and shoe contracts. So they're, that's Eric, Andrew, Jim, they're all going. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what's up? Maud Model's like, I'm going back to PA, mm. Westchester, Pennsylvania. You can come live with me and my grandma. I was like, cool. I might take a little pit stop in Arizona, get a little quick job over there working at, uh, big something it was like an online store it just started becoming like we're selling skate stuff online it was like one of the very first ones that started doing okay. that big deal okay. was the name of it cool start working at big deal work living at my homies on my homies couch save a bunch of money boom got enough money let me go move out to to pennsylvania now now i'm living with mike and his grandma rest in peace and so that was a great opportunity just for me to go do that you know 
Then Nocturnal starts in Philadelphia. Carrie Getz opens up a skate shop called Nocturnal on 3rd and South. I got you, Shane. You can work at my shop. No doubt. Say less. I'm there. So now I'm working at the skate shop. Mm-hmm. You know? Doing whatever I can do to get by. And what year is this? Ballpark. Twenty. Er- I'm early 2000s maybe yeah i'm 20 i'm probably like 23 at this point so you're in pa now i'm in pa what the fuck dude pa baker's born just getting started yeah are you even getting any word of like what's going down like how are you keeping in touch with with what's going down with the baker guys i mean they kept me in you know they they kept me laced up like product wise Mm -hmm. you know and then I'm meeting a new crew out there, all Maldonado's homies. Because he was in Baker 2G. Yeah, and I'm meeting, like, I'm staying at Mike's house. So mm-hmm. Mike's connected. Gotcha, like, gotcha, gotcha. You know, he's pro as fuck for that company. Plus, he's like, you know, Baker's about to be born, so he's got to hold tight until that does happen, mm-hmm. you know, because he has already quit Toy Machine. I think he had a small stint at World Industries, and that was just to, like, probably, like, let me hold, let me get a little bit of change until this Baker thing borns. So then Baker's born. Mike's riding for that. And then I'm in PA working at Nocturnal, staying at Mike's crib. Dude, that's crazy just making all those trips around, like, different parts of the country. Like, from Long Beach Beach to Arizona, that's like a culture shock. Yeah, and then going up the the coast, right? I'm San Diego to Huntington to San Francisco. Back to Arizona, then to PA, chilling in PA, watching this shit all get born, doing its thing. Holding down odd jobs, and I—I I mean, Nocturnal was a blessing, man. That—that that, Knock Boys represent, like, yeah, that was sick. Thank you, Carrie Getz, for giving me that opportunity. You know, a lot of people gave me opportunities to have a shop, working at shops or working at their distributions and stuff, man. So, like I said, man, I've been just kind of like getting by the best I can while doing the thing that I do love, which is skating. You know, yeah. But I was partying my ass off doing that the whole time, so mm. I wasn't really applying myself in the direction of like, what is it that you want to do? Mm. What is mm-hmm. it you want to start a company? You want to turn pro? What is it? No, you just like getting wasted and, and chilling and, and skating, right? You never had anybody bring this to your attention, like, bro, you slipping? Yeah, no, no. That's crazy because there's always because it kind of looks like I've got my shit together, right? Yeah. Oh, he got a job, or he's sleeping on that dude's couch. He's he, good. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. I don't know, like, but yeah. What yeah, there's it? always that guy that that's that's around, and you're like, oh yeah, I fuck with that dude, but yeah, you're not really concerned about what they got going on because yeah, they they got a whip, they got a couch to sleep on, yeah, they got a job, like. But then, bootleg was born, mm-hmm. so there was a Baker Summer tour that came through. And they're like, all right, we're going to pick you up. And I met Trainwreck was riding for zero at the time. And he was in, in Philly. Gets to kick it, like, hanging out with him. And I was like, just stay, you know, kick it. Baker can come through. Leave the zero trip. Come on, Baker trip. Boom. We on it. Mm-hmm. They come through Philly. They pick up me and Trainwreck. Now we're on this Baker tour. Bootleg's about to be born. What should we call it? What should we call it? It's not even called bootleg yet. It's like, Shane, we want you to be the team manager of this new company. So at this time, Baker Bootleg is splitting. No. This was before even that. Baker Bootleg's just a video. Got you. There's no company called Bootleg. Okay. It's just Baker Bootleg, the video, right? Then you got Baker 2G. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Baker's born, right? Baker Skateboards. Now, oh shit, what are we doing? Let's start another company. 
What should we call it? A couple names being thrown around. They're like, Shane, what do you want to call it? We got some ideas. Who should ride for it? Trainwreck should ride for it. Cool. Who else? Alyssa Steamer. All right. My friend's Pete Eldridge. I rode for stereo with. He rides for Zoo, but maybe he's down to quit Zoo York to come ride for Bootleg. You know, Anthony Mosley, Brian Michaud, he's from Pittsburgh. Like, let's let's see this way we can have with this, you know? Company's born, called Bootleg. And that's Jay Strickland. That's Jay that. Strickland. Okay. Yeah. I'm team manager. I'm like, all right, I'm living hmm. in Philly. What does a team manager do? What am I supposed to do? I don't know what the team manager does. I don't know how to do this job. Well, we got to get an apartment out in Hollywood. Come on, come. So now I'm flying back into LA, setting up this apartment with bootlegs money. People living in this apartment is going to be me, Trainwreck, Brian Michelle, Anthony Mosley. So now I'm like going to Philly, come back to LA. I'm back and forth because my whole life is now built in Philly. Like mm -hmm. now I'm like, I'm there. So I'm like going back and forth, trying to figure things out. I'm probably doing a sloppy job. I don't know what I'm mm. doing. You know, like I'm getting paid this money to do this thing kind of getting yelled at like you suck like you you don't know what you're doing like kind of just slipping and like just partying and bullshit and so i don't know i tried to do the best job i thought i could do but obviously looking back like man you sucked and so that that ends like i'm no longer the team manager this guy uh mark brandstetter plain plain and damn he's uh Great friend, great filmer out in Philly. Filmed this ton of stuff with Carrie, Mike, Pete. Film those dudes. He takes on the position now. So he's he's now what I was. Plus, he's also the filmer. Mm. Much better fit, right? You got a filmer, you got a team manager, you got somebody that's probably knowing what they're doing. All I, in one. I might felt a little bit away, like, damn, this is the homie. Like, I feel like I got, I don't know, like they kind of, what the fuck just happened, you know? Yeah. But... I'm lost, man. Like, what am I doing? So that's kind of around the time where I get an intervention. Family and girlfriend at the time sit me down and go, hey, it's either you go to rehab or we're out of your life. Hmm. And I was like, damn, what am I going to do? I don't want to do this. I'll do it for you guys. Night before going into rehab, I'm like, all right, just getting loaded. Like, all right, I'm gonna fuck it. I'm gonna go to Arizona. And like, get like so close to just dipping the night before. Don't do it. End up going to rehab. And then they had me in there for 90 days. And that's when shit got weird. <laughs> that's when shit changed. Mm -hmm. My mind changed. I changed. Something happened. I remember making one phone call before I went and was like, Eric, you know, this shit happened to me, intervention. They want me to go to rehab. I don't know, man. He's like, good. You need to. And I was like, I kind of needed that one little push from somebody so close to me. Yeah. That wasn't my family or my girl at the time. And I think those little, that little thing helped me go, okay, maybe I do need this shit, you know, yeah. or at least let me try it. Fuck it. So I tried it and it stuck. Wow. Yeah. First time. First time. First time stuck. Never had a relapse yet. Fuck. 
Congratulations. Thank you, man. Been sober 15 years now. August 29th, 2006 is when I got sober. That's amazing, dude. Uh Uh-huh. That's huge. Yeah. So before you had the intervention, can you remember anything that just piled up that that made everybody say, like, yo, we got to do this. This was the last thing. I think for my family, what they saw was, was something that no, I mean, no parent wants to see their kid do, which is destroy their house and like try to kill themselves mm-hmm. in front of them, you know, like trying to like slice their wrists and like just, it was ugly. And yeah. so I think for them seeing that, like we went on some family vacation, I came back and was just staying at their house that night and just like blackout wasted. Mm-hmm. And so they were the ones that, and it was good because I think if that were to happen anywhere else with friends, then like they wouldn't know what to do. They wouldn't have been like, yo, you need to go to rehab or yeah, yeah, let's yeah. call up a rehabilitation center and help you get sober. Like, no, they just, just like any other time. That was crazy last night. Mm-hmm. You kind of were on one. Really? what I do? You did this, that, and the third. You see the broken mirrors and windows and all this shit. You, you did all this shit. Hurricane Shane came out to play. Oh, man, my bad. I fucked up. Let me get three days sober. Mm. You know, do my little three-day fucking off the bullshit and then come right back to it swinging again. Yeah. Thinking I can mix cocaine and fucking alcohol and have, I got the remedy, pop it with some pills and smoke some blunts and like do some other shit on the side. I'm good. You got it figured out. Yeah, I don't got shit figured out, you know? So everything happens for a reason. Shit happened with my fam. Girlfriend at the time, she saw... She saw all that shit firsthand for the longest time. So she already knew, mm-hmm. you know, so that was just like a blessing in disguise. Do you feel like uh, it was just the the lifestyle that you chose or was there something a little deeper that made you go down that path? I, uh, both for sure. The lifestyle I chose, I mean, Piss Drunks was born up in the drunks. Insecurities of not thinking I was good enough to be even in the place I'm at. Like, mm. where, you know, why am I here? All these guys, like, think of all the people I'm around that, like, were living out their dreams. We all started somewhere at the same timeline. And now all of them are, like, getting interviews, getting contracts, going pro. And I'm just, like, still that same person. But there was always great opportunities coming for me. There was... There was people like Jay Strickland that gave me an opportunity to be a team manager for a brand new brand. Like, and then have to, I could help pick the team, come up with the name, come up with slogans. Like, man, that's huge. Like you were a part of that. Like, and you, you fucked up. I fucked that up, you know? And then like, then there was like people like Carrie Getz gave me a job or like Todd Swank giving me an opportunity at, at, at Tumieto or, John Ferretti at Zimbabwe from back in the day that really gave me that shot. You know, like there's been so many people, but then the biggest, biggest opportunity I ever had, which was Eric, Andrew, Jim, Baker Boys Distribution. I'm sober now. I got a company called Shake Junt. Can I get into the building? Can I bring my company, this new company that barely even has legs, can I bring it in here? Yeah. I'm not even a year sober. So they don't know. My relapse game might be right around the corner. So they were like, mm, all right. And at this That time, was the opportunity I wasn't going to fuck up. Yeah. And at this time, uh, if I'm not mistaken, some of the other guys were sober as well, right? Yeah, because Jim and Andrew got sober first. Yeah. You know? 
Eric down the line, but mm-hmm. like, yeah, those two were, were, were rocking. Yeah. So they had their head on straight, you know, I mean, Baker three, that's all Andrew. Yeah. You know, if you look at that part that Andrew put out in Baker three, it's like fucking six minutes long of just heat because he's sober going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. Greco so, too, you know? So let's get back to when you were, uh, when you were at the rehab, is there anything that you can pinpoint that that helped out? Maybe any conversations that 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 you would have over there, or any? I, I'm I'm not sure what it is. If there's steps that you have to take, or what is the day to day life for for the 90 days? What are the things that you do? I mean, they got you in little like programs. So like they wake you up in the morning. They put you in these like from from working out to eating, right to mm-hmm to talking to to yogas to whatever they have something for you to do from when you wake up to when you go to sleep gotcha. you know and it's all these little things to better yourself and also figure out what it is that you're like yeah you like what drugs and alcohol do to you but what's behind all that mm-hmm. you know you take that away you still are an addict you still have problems you still need to address the things that cause you to do those things because most of the time right yeah, we're having fun and this makes us happy and shit, but we're fucking hiding behind something. Yeah. Yeah. So what is that? Figuring out what that is. Talking with other people about that, that also are trying to do the same thing you. I'm not going to try to talk to somebody about this kind of stuff that's also like an active person that's getting loaded Mm -hmm. or likes to drink and stuff because they might not understand or want to understand because why would they? Like, what? I do this shit. Like, stop it. Like, I don't need to communicate with people that are struggling the same thing I do. And that was the one thing that opened my mind up. So I would go to AA meetings and stuff like that. And I'm hating it. Why am I here? I ain't standing up. Fuck this shit. Mm-hmm. Y'all fucking corny as fuck. This is some fucking, this is a cult. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you're not getting my fucking views on this. But sure enough, I start to play the game. Sure enough, I start opening my mind to it. It starts working damn, these people aren't that bad. Oh, shit, they share a lot of the same things I do. I thought you needed to be a skater to fuck with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, my head was like, either you are in this little circle of homies or you're not, you know? So that was a big thing is that I opened up my mind to other people. I allowed other people to talk to me. That wasn't just skating. Yeah. Allowed myself to listen when I was being so stubborn about some shit, you know? Allow myself to learn how to walk differently, right? Where I don't need you to tell me I'm cool, right? Mm. Like I'm learning how to live in my own skin. Damn, this is crazy. This is scary as fuck because I'm so used to being in the middle of like my crew and comfortable and drinking and up in the drunks and doing that. Like I don't know how to live outside this. And if I do, I'm going to be freaked out. I feel like I'm naked. Like, yo, help me, you know? So even when I got out of rehab, I didn't even know how to say hello to my friends that I was really rocking with before. So I stayed away for like another like six months. Yeah, I was going to ask you that, dude. Like, like, I remember running into some homies and being like, yo, what up? And they're like, where you been? And I'm just like, went to rehab. And I don't know. I didn't know how to talk to them. Yeah. You know, and some people like had my back. Like, yeah, like Andrew had my back. Eric had my back. Like some of the OGs, like I remember like Andrew lived right down the street and I'd go over to his place. Cause I knew he was sober. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew that he had put in the work 
and him and Spanky were there one time, and they're just playing some music, right, playing their guitars. And yeah. I was like, yo, I was writing a grip in rehab, just writing whatever was in my head. And I was like, hey, let me try to put some put some words on that. Yeah. And I started singing along to some shit, and they're like, oh shit, this is kind of crazy. And Andrew like had a little you know, little recording thing going on, and he's like, let's start recording some of this stuff. Yeah. Not saying we're gonna become a band or whatever. And he had a friend that kind of helped him with it, you know. And sure enough, it just was like became a thing, right? And he was in a great spot in his life where he had just like like backside flip Wallenberg sticks in my head so much because I remember him like coming back from that trip and just was like scabs and just blood. Just it was he got beat up to get that trick, you know? And I think he needed time off a little bit. Like I feel good enough in my video part right now. I'm gonna take time to kick it and play music and learn this new shit. So I was coming over every day making songs with Andrew mm -hmm. and then Spanky and then Beagle was like, yo, I play drums. Like, Oh shit, let's do this, man. And then like, I'm like, I got to go to a meeting. You want to come? He's like, nah, I'm, I'm, you know, like I'm a, he just had his kid. And so I'm like, All right, I'm gonna run to this AA meeting. I'll be back. And so it just became a new vibe, man. And I just found this, and I wasn't skating. You know, I was just like making music, going to my AA meetings, trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Like I'm a, brand new person right now you yeah. know like so this is gonna take time knowing that shake gent was born as a skate video only before i went to rehab and we are trying to push this movement of selling these dvds that i had in my in my apartment when i came out i was like wow it's still the guys that were in that video were still holding it down there was still like shake gent in the streets I was like, damn, it's still popping? Like, yo, maybe we do have something here. Maybe I do have a company here. Maybe I can build something off this. Well, let, let's go to, the, to the, the first video. How did that even come up? So I pick up a video camera. I'm not skating that much, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I'm now living in uh, Hollywood. Okay. I'm back. I'm living in Hollywood. Start just... Uh, Filming people that I know that are close to me, Arizona heads, people that I kind of fuck with. Because I'm just seeing, like, Baker taking off, doing their thing, and this drunk. And I'm like, you know what? I kind of want to do my own thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I know some guys that are pretty good at skating that I want to give them a shot. People like Ryan Too Tight Thomas, Randall Wilson, John Flip Colbert. You know, like, I want to give these guys a shot. And so I started dedicating it to them. Like, all right, I'm a film with them. Beagle being the Baker filmer, but also was like down to like kick back whatever footage wasn't being used. Antoine Dixon at the time was like, yo, I want to give some footage to this stuff. And this is Twan before people knew, knew Twan, you know? Like, so there was a bunch of kids that people really didn't know about that were going to be in this video. But then the biggest piece of part of that video was when Andrew and Beagle were like, hey, we just got a bunch of leftover footage from Baker 2G. Do you want it? We'll put a little Baker section in the middle of your video. So this was just a collab video. And I was like, the video was called Shake Junt, and it was supposed to be just these guys that I knew. Got you. Right? Majority of them from Arizona or Reno, Nevada. Okay. Right? Then they came along with this Baker section. I was like, no way. Let me put that together, and I'll put that in the middle of the video. And so the video is called Shake Junt. It's not a collab. It's just like, these are our friends, Baker, as well as this. So that kind of helped the video as well sell right there's a baker logo on the cover they allowed me to put on it it's got the baker guys in it 
this is going to help my the kids that have full parts sell this video. So I do the whole thing and make the stupid little cover. I edit the whole entire video on iMovie. I, I was filming it on a digital eight camera. Yeah. Beagle film, probably 75% of it anyways. Beagle has a full part in there. And I was like, damn, this is it. We got our little video. Um, Eric's uh, ex-wife at the time was like, she had a magazine she was doing, a little zine. And so she had this big party she was doing to like blow up her zine. And she's like, hey, why don't you premiere your video for the first time at my party? And I was like, bet, let's do this <laughs> shit. And I was getting loaded. I got kicked out of my own premiere. Like, yeah, <laughs> man, it was terrible. But yeah, so there was that. And then I remember like getting all the DVDs and then like ironing on Shake Junt logos on T-shirts and stuff and like making stickers out of my, um, I bought a printer and I'm doing paper stickers and cutting Holy them. And I was shit. like, we had all the homies that were in the video helping. Like they were cutting stickers. They were ironing on the shirts. Like everybody that was in the video was playing a part in helping the movement. Yeah. You know, and I'm just like, get a little money just like oh shit i'm gonna buy a fucking laptop and you know i gotta learn how to edit and so i'm like fuck iMovie i don't know anything else so i'm just <laughs> edit this whole shit on iMovie yeah. buy these dvds put them in my car start hustling them calling up shops that i know i'm like yo what's up like baker's dozen like i'll come to can let me go into your shop i'll do a premiere go to arizona that's where i'm like i got roots in arizona cowtown yeah. skate shop have me in the alley the newspaper comes they put us on the cover of the newspaper like these kids called shake junt have a skateboard premiere in the alley dude it was sick man hmm. it was good times and yeah. still at this time you felt like you still didn't have the confidence to do something even i i had the confidence in like building that mm. you know so that felt good and i was like that was like it felt like it was it was mine and ours like it was like it was like the new piss drunks, yeah. you know, and it was, it was a different crew. And it was just like, goes back to the formula of what Shake Chun is giving back to the kids that might not be recognized. Right. So it's like all those kids never had, they were getting kind of flowed or whatever, but this was the video that they could call theirs, you know? And that's, I mean, that video to this day, I love it, man. It's a great yeah. video for sure. It's what started everything, but that video wasn't to inspire it to be a company. It was just a skateboard video. And then there was like, what's the next skateboard video going to be called? You guys had people you know, inquiring about it? Well, I was asking myself, too. Oh, okay. Like, what are we going to do next, you know? And then I wanted to start, like, this own thing called Goat Mouth, Goat Mouth Gumbo, like, distribution, right? I was trying to build that shit. I mean, if you buy that, um, if you get that DVD now, it even says it on there, like, Goat Mouth Gumbo Productions. Oh, shit. Like, I'm trying to start my production line, so who knows? Like, maybe I'll have, like, another, like, videos will just be put out of this this umbrella gotcha, gotcha, or maybe gotcha. some maybe some t-shirts will be made like i don't know like i was already on my entrepreneurship without knowing i was kind of mm. you know what i mean like there wasn't this like five-year plan of this is how i'm yeah, gonna yeah, do yeah. it i was just rolling with what was coming to my mind like how we were talking about earlier like hey this kind of seems sick i'm gonna try it yeah you know i'm gonna go for it but no nah, that's gonna be whack there's no nah, i'm going for it i'm trying this shit i believe in these kids i believe in myself enough like Fuck it. Where does the name Goat Mouth Gumbo come from? My, my homie used to be like Goat Foot uh -huh. all the time because <laughs> I used to get so loaded and I'd pass out whatever socks on my feet, wake up the next day and like, I think the booze or whatever be seeping through the bottom of my feet or something and they would just like glue the bottom. I couldn't get the sock off and they would tear <laughs> off the skin and shit. What and the like, fuck? He was like, yo, you got like goat feet, homie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? 
And then it was just like, I don't know, being a loud mouth, always yelling and ripping and riding. So it was just like goat and then mouth and goat mouth. and then Got yeah. you. Yeah. And then I just put the gumbo on that shit. <laughs> a little sprinkle on that. Yeah. That came later. Got you, Doug. So video comes out. Uh, you go to, uh, you go to um, get sober, come out, start the band. And then, uh, what what's the thing that made it made it click again? That you know, maybe let me start focusing on this video game. Maybe we could turn this into something. I think just seeing the kids rip, like still like Herman, really put it on his chest to kind of like go. No, he didn't even do it like purposely. He just he just wrapped it. You know, like he he always had it on his grip tape. He was doing some of the sickest lines over picking tables, just holding down Shake Giant, along with the other guys, too. Not to say, like, he was the only dude, but he gotcha. was like, Harmon had a name in these streets, you know? So it was just like, damn, that's sick. And then to see all that, and Theotis really put it down, you know? Like, it's like, wow, we, this movement isn't just this video, you mm -hmm. know? The video was just the start. And I was like, how can I have Herman and Theotis be a part of this when they ride for these you know i don't want to make a board company yeah well shit grip bolts bearings this is what needs to be made this is what this company is going to make mm -hmm. and this is the company that's going to fit right in between baker and death wish okay let's go how do we do this i start knocking on people's doors that like kind of can help me with this how do i put together like a five-year plan like what is that five-year plan what where is my goal behind this company and so now i'm thinking like a real business person i'm really like because i gotta pitch this to to these guys even though they're like my best friends i gotta prove to them that i have a business plan that can last more than just a video and that it's gonna have you know and that way i'm like hey you know the guys on baker can write for this company the guys from death wish and it'll be like kind of real tight like this and then maybe the OGs that were a part of it, like the kids that were repping for Shake Junt before, you know, like they don't write for Baker or Death Wish, but they can write for this. And that was it. There we go. I'm like bearings, bolts, grip tape. What was the first product drop that you had? It was, it was these t-shirts. We were on a, we were on a tour and I think I was at Tampa spot and, uh, Yeah. Skate park in Tampa. We were chilling there doing a demo and the box came. It was all the Shake John t shirts. Yeah. I was like, no way. And I think somebody has a photo. I just laid them all out in the in the back of their warehouse or whatever. And I was laying on all the t shirts and shit. I was like, damn, this is happening. You know, like stickers, of course, but I think the t shirt, the big box logo had the Shake John and What's Up Haters on the back pretty big. And that was it. That was like my first real like product, product. How you big know? was the the first batch that you got? I don't know. I mean, they were, it was out of their distribution. So they were doing the buying and housing. So, okay. you know, like I wasn't buying the product at that point. I'm in the building. So that's out of that percentage, you know? Uh huh. And that was through Baker Boys. Yeah. When did uh, the company actually start? So me and Beagle talk about this. He, uh, I'm like, oh, six is when I got sober. Okay. But he's like, oh, five is when the video came out. 2005 is when Shake Junt video came out. Shake Jump video came out, but Shake Jump really wasn't a company gotcha, at that time, yeah, yeah. you know? So when the company became a brand and started selling merchandise close to, I mean, 2007, 
2009. I mean, we're creeping up on 15 years. Damn, dude. You know? That's awesome. Yeah. So when you started the uh, the brand at that time, what was your what what did your life consist of? Was it just the just the brand? Were you still doing stuff with the your your band? Uh, were you skating still? So I did. Your friend group change? The friend group always stayed the same. Um, some people just not as much, you know, because they rode for Shake John now. You know, like I'm still like in the mix with everything with, with skating. So meaning because your lifestyle has changed, has that changed the people around you? For sure. So I'm figuring out how to live being a sober person at the same time. I'm like now starting a company. So I'm learning how to do that like off the fly. And I found my love for skating again. And so now I'm starting to skate again mm -hmm. like a madman. Like, oh, I love this shit. Meanwhile, I'm making song after song with the goat and the occasional others. Now, who's the, the actual members of the band? Reynolds, Spanky, Beagle, Atiba. And then you. And yeah. you're the singer. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. Love that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's happening. So, we're, we're, we're making music. I got a company going and I'm skating. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, wow, this is this is all happening right now. You know? Baker Boys Distribution's just getting born, and right now it's only it's only Death Wish and Shake Junt. Okay. Baker's still in Blitz. It hasn't yet locked. It hasn't. They haven't. They're figuring shit out. Gotcha. They're figuring it out to get them over. So now, where is uh, where is Baker Boys at at this time? The North Hollywood. Okay. Yeah. Not at the same place it is now. Mm -mm. So that's all cracking. Mm -hmm. So I'm good in that. Then they're starting to work on a video called Baker has a death wish. Let's introduce death wish. Let's merge the companies. Let's do a video called Baker has a death wish. I'm filming for it. I'm going for it. I'm, this is my shot. This is like, you didn't do nothing for Baker bootleg. You didn't do nothing during the Tamietto days. You didn't do nothing for two G Baker three. Like you didn't, this is it. Like, the fact you have an opportunity this time, mm -hmm. go for it. I give it everything I got. But I suck. Like, I'm just, like, learning how to skate again at this point. And then in the process towards the end, I'm starting to get my shit together. I break my kneecap. Oh, shit. Boom. Put that thing in pieces. How'd that happen? It was last day filming for the video. It's weird how you remember details when it's just like that, right? And it was last day filming for the video. Try to go to this table spot first. Rain comes, can't skate it. Let's go back to the Baker house, chill out. Rain ends. Cool, let's go back to this uh, this nine-stair rail. Has a very short, short run-up. And um, I just know my ollies are off right now. It's like, what's going on? Try to warm up. The goal was to get a no-slide big spin down the rail. Ollie goes bad. Completely missed my pop. And instead of sacking the rail, I dodged the sack and put my my heel back to my butt and hit my. So like, yeah, missed the sack, knee to the concrete. So it's like a nine stair drop to my kneecap. Just your, oh, and to hit that. Oof. I mean, your kneecap is like so small. Yeah, it really is. So to hit it on a sweet spot, it's like it's hard to do. Fuck. 
And then I knew it was it was done, man. It, it looked like one of the pieces was in my shin, the other one was up my thigh, and I was like, dude, this is really fucking broken. And like, Herm was there and he had my back. I think his mom or some of the time had gone through something similar and he's like you good you good hold on like can you make it to the van and like they try to put me on a skateboard to like push me and i was like bro we can't even do that so paramedics come they try to inflate the fucking cast around it to get me in the back of the thing the thing doesn't work it was a whole fucking it sucked but yeah now i'm laid up right laid up can't skate newly sober yeah Got to take pain meds. Girlfriend at a time. Hold these things. Mm-hmm. When it says I can take it, that's when you let me take it. Mm-hmm. You hide this shit from me. I'm having AA meetings at my house. People are coming to my house. Like Oh, like the other people in the group? Like people that I know and shit. You okay. know, like it's not like 100 people. I got like six people like, hey, come to my crib. We're going to bring the AA meeting to you. Mm-hmm. Cool. Because this is a moment where I can relapse. That's some good people, man. Oh, straight up. Oh, wow. for sure. Yeah. And so that was a tough time getting through it. Like, because I got this new company born. I got, you know, I found love for skating again. I'm doing this. And then it's, and it's just like, fuck, man. Andrew comes to my crib with the video edited. And he's like, dude, you got to check this out. It's not out yet, but I want you to see this. And this is Baker has a death wish. Yeah. And he has a little, shows a little premiere to me. I'm laid up, like fucking busted knee. I was like, damn, I got a full part? Wow. And it's like, the skating sucks, but it was just like, it meant so much to me. Like to have my name come up in a full part. And I was like, damn, dude, there it is. You know, like you put in work, you know, this is what you got out of it. Like Andrew was like, yeah, dude, like you killed it. You did your thing, man. Like, I think it's great. And that's where majority of the stuff comes from. Red, red, good. Recognize them for, you know, just all the little funny things <laughs> yeah, yeah, that kind of yeah. like you get more out of than the trick sometimes. Yeah. So you could see that was like the rebirth of me in that video as far as like, oh, the shedding off the old bullshit that was me, you know. Is it hard to watch some of the old footage of you like from the older videos before you got sober? I'm not really in them that much. I mean, when I am, it's like. Like hijinks or something. Yeah. But it's also just like, damn, where's the skating, homie? Yeah. Why aren't you skating? That's why I was just like fortunate to have that Baker as a death was relaunch. And so, you know, to get through that and then get past the injury and stuff and then like start doing rehab and really get back onto it, you know, and then like that one sucked because it, it really changed the way I could like skate, you know, but it didn't stop me. Mm-hmm. You know, I continued then on to do the next big project was Chicken Bone Now is on. Yeah, that video is huge. Like that was like, I'm going to edit this whole thing. I'm going to really like make it good. And at that time, Shake John had like grown into a brand and like it had a proper team and it was right in the middle of a lot of people's video parts. So it's like Figgy and Nuge and Andrew and Herm. And it was just like all these great parts were able to be given to that project you know and i gave everything i got to that video to like all right this is my best part that i could ever do before it's all done and you edited the whole video whole video on iMovie no did this final cut okay yeah dustin 
Got to give him props. He did come by and he, he, you know, put in his two cents. There was a couple other people I think did too, you know. Uh, Donut gave some gave some help to it. But majority, I, I edited that video. And everything sure. was digital at that time? Yeah. 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 That's so dope, bro. Like, yeah. I'm, that's like one thing that I would love to do one day is just to edit like a full length video. Be careful what you wish for because that is some tedious work. A lot of people's feelings are attached to it. I would, after that, I told myself I'll never do it again. As far as what you didn't represent me correctly in the video, is that what they were telling you? Or, or sure. How? I mean, here's here's Figgy and Nuge's some of their best skating. Dustin Dolan gives you his best skating. Don't fuck me up. Mm. You know, like, are you are you gonna do it right? Then you have all the homies that are like, they ain't in the game game, but they're a part of Shake Giant. So you're like, oh, you don't want to leave out anybody. Mm-hmm. Don't leave mm-hmm. me out. Don't leave me out. Oh, you forgot my name in the credits. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, dude, the amount of stress I am carrying is crazy right now. This is too much. Too many people. This is wild. And then I'm in the streets trying to film my own video part. And then I'm going to try to do this premiere on top of it. And then I do the premiere. And then it's just like, Andrew gets on stage pulls out my pro model i'm like yo what no shit. <laughs> what are you talking about like why wait hold up like i've been just working 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 on making this video the best it can be yeah that's all i care about you know and then the premiere comes and it's like one of the one of the rooms the shit doesn't work and people are standing i'm just like oh god i failed uh. you know fucking up and it's like hey fool get on stage fucking there's a microphone start saying like it's about to go down you know and i was like all right Homies get on stage and shit, and then it's like Andrew's up there. I'm like, Andrew doesn't like to talk on this isn't his shit. Bah, pulls out that pro model. I'm like, yo, what the what? fuck, yo? So there it was. It's like, here I am, fucking sober. Started a band with my friends. Like, broke my knee, got through it, and still like pulled off like my best video part I could. Edited a full length video, turned pro for Baker at like 34 years old. Like yeah. oldest dude to turn pro. <laughs> fuck what like did that check you know so it's like all these things are happening and i'm like wow sobriety yeah keep doing it keep doing it as much as it gets hard some days are hard some days are easy but stay on the path and good things will come yeah but you gotta put one foot in front of the other and do the work doesn't just happen because you're sober do the work motherfucker Mm -hmm. do the work what's in front of you do the work mentally Give back to others. Treat others the way you want to be treated. You should be good. That's the gumbo right there, bro. Yeah, stir it up, man. Because if you hold all that shit and be like, me, me, I did all this. Me, me. No, I mean, yes, you did. Don't forget to give yourself props. I have a tough time with that sometimes because, like, some people sometimes don't give you props. I don't know. So you just keep moving past all these goals, you know? You're just like, all right, next one, next one, next one, next one, next one, next one, whatever. But remember what you did. Smell the roses, man. You put in that work. You did good. Then give back to the next person. Show them what you did. You know, give them an opportunity if you can. Sometimes when you come out with something, do you have a certain expectation for it internally? And if it doesn't meet that, that it kind of like puts you down. And you come out with. I think I already have. I think I already have something like that. I already have a tough time with putting myself down. Regardless, I think I do that just in general. I yeah, I think I that's that's some of the the formula of me getting wasted back when, you know, gotcha. like I'm not good enough. I suck. Poor gotcha. me type dumb shit, mm-hmm. you know? And so 
there comes with that. And then, plus you're, you, I've been in the mix with some of the greats and my skating doesn't even come close to some of them. So it's like, why the fuck am I in this video with you? Yeah. Why am I here? What is this all about? Self-doubt, all this shit. And it's just like, man, just have fun, do you, and be the best you can be, man. And it's like, they fuck with you, so fuck with, like, stop tripping. Yeah. Why you tripping? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because all these haters want to hate. Ugh, you suck. Do another no side, fool. No side, no side, no side, no side. <laughs> yeah. Like, man, I'm going to do me, man. Fuck y'all. Like, but, I feel you. Yeah. Damn, bro, I, I, I feel that same exact stuff, dude. And I think it's called, like, imposter sy- syndrome or something like that. Or just don't feel like. It, don't, don't stuff it. Talk to somebody about it. You know? Because that shit can get. You know, and then you blow up on the wrong person or you do something drastic or whatever, you know, just like talk to a real one out there. Some of you trust if you're going through some shit, you know, always. That's kind of the hard thing with, uh, you know, our generation is that was never looked at as something that you should do. It was all you tough, be man up, stop being a bitch, you know, and it's just like. Honestly, when when I started the podcast, that really helped me get my ideas and get my thoughts out and my insecurities out. And and it feels good, dude. It feels good to talk about it. And then, you know, hear other people talk about it. And you're just like, wow, I'm not alone in this. Like other people feel like no matter how successful that they are, they still have that sort of feeling inside of them. And and it's really it's really comforting sometimes. For sure. I think everybody needs to hear it every now and then. And you're not like. Iron Man or something yeah but yeah no it is definitely good and we're all trying to learn to be better at what who we are and what we are you know what we can do yeah you know I say it's like a like one of those old school EQs bro you're just every day just dialing it in just tweaking it just tweaking you know some days are tougher than others man yeah yeah but that chicken bone now song video was like a huge moment in my life not only just because I turned pro but I edited that video and tried to heart my hardest to like put the best video part I could put out, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was like everything I fucked up in the past. It was like, that was rule right in there and it, yeah. and it paid off with a pro model. And yeah. I was like, wow, that's crazy. That's nuts. Dude, that's I got so to do awesome. that. It's like second life type shit. I love it. Dude. Yeah, man. Now I, I got to hear about this one. How did you get in touch? How did you click up with little Wayne, dude? He, Reached out to me. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that was wild. I was living by myself at the time. And just before I'm about to go to bed, I get this phone call from his, I think his manager. How they got my phone number, I don't know. You've never met him or talked to him or anything? No. (laughs) No. But he's getting into skating at this time. Gosh, this is about the truck fit time. A little before. Okay. A little before. So he's getting into skating. It's all around, right? He's going to skate parks late night and doing his thing. So you're starting to hear it, you know, like, oh, shit, Lil Wayne was at the barracks late night or, oh, shit, he's at Baker Boys, like, whatever. Hey, get the phone call. We's going to call you. <laughs> Wait, pick, did, did, pick you, it up. did you even listen to Little? Like, was, was he someone that you would listen to and stuff? Oh, yeah. Like, everybody listened to him, but, like, yeah. What the fuck is he gonna call to? What do you mean? Right <laughs> like, yeah, was I, I mean, come fuck? on, all those mixtapes Weezy did. Yeah. I mean, even, I mean, back even when me and Trainwreck used to just bump 
some of Weezy's shit back then, man. That was like our some of our favorite shit we listened to. Um, but yeah, like. So Definitely. he tells you he's gonna call. Yeah, he's gonna call from a number you're not gonna what recognize. It's like a like a warning shot. Hang up, phone calls, rings. I don't pick it up. Voicemail. It's me, Little Wayne. Pick up. I'm like, it really was. This isn't bullshit. Call, yeah, I call. Nice. I call the number back. I'm like, yo. <laughs> he's like, yeah, this is me. This is me. What's up? I need you on a track. Okay. Yeah, tonight, like maybe tomorrow. I'm like, all right, send over the beat. Let me see what I can do. Sure enough, that beat comes straight to my shit with codes and shit, like so it doesn't get like whatever stolen. Right then and there, I hear it. I'm like, all right, I just start writing lyrics. Right then and there, I call up my friend Brian Michaud. I'm like, hey man, I got this huge favor. This is crazy though. Like, you're not gonna believe me. Little Wayne wants to do a song. He sent me the beat. I got lyrics for it. You got the recording studio. Let me go through and let's let's try to chop it up. Now, this beat doesn't have any of Wayne's lyrics. Okay. Nothing. So I don't know if I'm supposed to. It's like a five minute whole thing. Am I, am I supposed to just the whole thing? Am I supposed to pick and choose? What am I supposed to do? So I kind of just like punch in where I think I might mm-hmm. fit in the song. And we send it over to his producer that very next night like four in the morning type shit get a phone call got your track love your lyrics we're good to go good looking out i'm like damn we did it we did it bro how the fuck do you even i don't know how do you even keep it together like yo if little wayne were to call me right now i'd probably just freak out so it's it's just like I don't know. You, you. I'm living by myself, so and I'm, I'm not like. And it was late, and I wasn't. There's was nowhere to call. I'm not gonna be like, you're never gonna believe this shit or whatever. <laughs> no so Instagram I'm just like, I'm just, yeah, I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. And I'm just gonna zone in because now I, all I can think about is I got a job to do and I can't fuck up. Yeah. So I, Bye. I just go into that mode, and I'm just like, and it was a very challenging song. Yeah. Because it was like, Wheezy was kind of stepping into a little bit of rap rock, right? This is, I'm not a human being. Part two. Part two. So he's kind of stepping into that and it was very loud and kind of like, and I was like, all right, you know, like we can maybe, you know, and I just gave him my best shot. Now you didn't have any other samples of the other tracks. You just had this one and you're just like, oh, well, I guess he's doing a rock song. I or? don't, I don't know if he, if this is a mixtape, I don't know if this is a studio album. I don't know uh, what other collabs or, or, or guests artists are going to be on this. I don't know if it's just me and little Wayne. Mm-hmm. I don't know shit. All I know is I got this beat and he needs lyrics from me. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So I'm going to attack that. I attack it. I send it to him. Weezy gets back to me. Say less. We good. Good job. Now that's it. I don't know shit after that. I don't sign no contracts. I didn't go to his studio. I didn't go on tour. <laughs> yeah. no, no, none of that shit. Next thing I know, go to work. Somebody's like, yo, the shit dropped. I'm not a human being. Part two is out now. And you're in it. You made the cut. And I was like, yeah, right. They're like, yeah, it's a studio album. You're the last track on the album. Congratulations. Me and Beagle, we run to Amoeba. Amoeba at the time. CDs are popping. That's how you've got music. I go there. It's sure enough. It's got the moth on the cover yeah. that, that uh, Wheezy did. Uh, no, who did the co- who did the cover? Um, motherfucker, who did the cover? Oh, Wayne. I don't know who did the cover. Actually, I... Anyways. 
on that shit. Hello. Then, yeah, hello, name and song. Last track, I'm yep. Not a Human Being, part two. Mm-hmm. Hello. Kanye West did the cover. Really? Kanye West did that cover. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, very artistic. I don't know if I ever really doesn't say that doesn't much. even say Little Wayne on the cover or anything. It just has a moth, red moth. Okay, got yeah. you. Yeah. So I just buy a bunch of CDs and that was it. And then I'm like, yeah, do a little Instagram shout out like, yeah, I'm on the, you know, whatever. Yeah, it was, it was a trip. And then later on to find out like the bonus shit came out and the bonus had all these great artists that didn't make the real cut. Mm-hmm. And then here comes how much you get paid, all this shit. I'm like, ain't paid nothing. I didn't get paid a single dollar, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't know. Am I supposed to come at fucking cash money, young money? Yeah. What's up? You know, like, yeah, who do you even call? Right. How the hell did he call me? <laughs> right. Yeah. So I don't even know. So, yeah, I just went, I went to some people that work in the, in the music industry and they're like, Hey man, just go to ASCAP and make sure you just get your shit covered. As far as like, if it goes to radio play, if it goes to a movie or a commercial, they'll take care of you. Gotcha. But as far as royalties go, that's a marketing look for you, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, whatever. Like, fuck it. Fuck it. I'll give him 16 right now. As far as Lil Wayne goes, man, he's probably thinking I got paid already. Yeah. You know what oh, I mean? Like he's from like this call. Like, what's <laughs> up? Like, yeah, you got paid. You're taken care of. My people took care of you, right? Like, nah, they never did. Yeah. They never even fed me a sticker. Not a stick. <laughs> you want a butterfly sticker. God damn it. <laughs> no, nah, it would be dope to have like, you know, like some framed vinyl mm, you know yeah something to put in my house to be like yeah that was that check mark bucket did that i didn't even know about it until j bone told me and i was like are you fucking serious not many people do it's not something I, I'm, I run around flaunting it but i mean it's it's definitely a huge accomplishment that i don't fucking you know i'm proud to be able to have that opportunity as you should you know? be bro god damn yeah that was dope that that's was like a, that's like right now if drake hit me up for yeah, some, for some vocals. No, nah, I mean, yeah, for real. It was like, what's up? Let's get down. Yeah. Hello. 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 So you never got to meet uh, Wayne? No, I did. I oh, did. you did? Yeah, yeah. He came up to the Death Wish premiere and uh, he sat right behind me. I was like, what's up, man? I'm Shane. He's like, I know. We did the song together. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, then whatever. And you never found out how. But how Weezy, but Weezy fucked you? with Shake Junk. Yeah, he did, you know he, he has a tattoo. Or, yeah, he gets he, down with us, you know. And we he was coming out in the streets every now and then, and like really like skating with us. So you got to skate with him. Too. I didn't, but mm. Herm and Brayden and like Beagle and them, they they did. They got a chance to 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 get down yeah. with them, you know. And Theodos is like that's his boy. Like oh, okay, Theodos yeah, yeah, yeah. and and Wayne go what like they they hold that down. Yeah, yeah. yeah he has a Baker tattoo on his face, right? I don't know. I'm pretty sure I, I I looked it up yesterday. Yeah. So yeah. I know he's I got shake junk baked. tatted on his hand. You know, he's got shake junk tatted on his hand. Wow. Yeah. But that was sick, man, because he, we weren't trying to get down with Wheezy because he was Wheezy. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah we, yeah. we obviously love his music and love him, but we wanted him to like love skating the way we love skating, mm. you know? And I think he saw that authenticity. Got you. That fucked with it, you know? So, the way he got down with us was just natural as a, as a new friend coming in, you know, like, mm. yeah, come meet us at the spot, come skate, you know? Like, yeah, I feel you. Cause on, on, on our side of things, on the car side of things, like if somebody comes in that has any accolades from outside of the community, they're just accepted wholeheartedly. And you know, the attention turns to them. I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's cool. But 
we do what we do and right. we are what they are in their field in our field yep. so if they want to come over here it's like we got to see what what the reasoning is. why are you getting into cars you know what 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 is it that you're doing exactly and, and i i feel like well, these dudes are already as big as as they are like if they're coming into our community they have to show some sort of respect yeah and we want to see like you know is is wayne just getting into this because you know what is it you know you're trying to tap the skateboard culture because you think it's a it's a money play exactly no, he loved this shit and mm-hmm. he still does yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like yeah i'm gonna fuck with wheezy fuck yeah you know what i mean because like that's how fuck, you would have to come at it like he fucks with skating he mm-hmm. doesn't do shit because it's just off like maybe truck fit was something that he thought could come into the skate culture but at the same time like he thought that shit was sick too man and he really repped it and right i don't know it's just nothing more came from it than you know maybe some people oh you should have made like shake junk little wayne signature this and mm. that like no nah, i think grizzly did Oh, did they? You know, I think Grizzly jumped on that, mm. you know, and I'm like, that just wasn't what we're about, you know? Like, over time, that probably would have happened, you know? Naturally. Yeah. Yeah. And I think him reaching out to me was probably, he heard some songs I did with the GOAT. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, he probably got to see some live performances where he's like, oh, this dude's attitude's kind of cool. I'll fuck with him, you know? And vice versa. Yeah. So, nothing but love for Wheezy. Good looking out. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Hello. That's a huge one, bro. Skellow. Oh, I love that one, dog. Yeah. So let's uh let's fast forward a little bit. Baker. All right, a Baker Boys distribution. Everything's popping. How does how does it feel to be around all of these uh all these brands and to be a full full fledged entrepreneur now? Amazing. Yeah. I mean we you you put in the work day to day. It doesn't just, you don't just get to a point and let the kid kick back. Yeah. You know, it's skateboarding. So you're not, you're not buying houses, you know, mm-hmm. maybe one day. Yeah. But I love it. It's just a steady grind, you know, doing so, it. So let's talk about you guys just released today, actually, the uh, Hollywood or um, holiday season. Yeah. 2021. That's right. How how long ago did you start working on this uh this drop, the holiday drop? Like how far do you put it ahead? Uh depending on which piece of product you're talking about for the the majority of it, um I would say 3 to 6 months ago. God damn. So and so, then so it's like when this drops this is dropping right now. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm doing the the catalog, the lookbook the marketing kind of for this season at the same time i'm also turning in spring 2022 spring which is the yeah the january february launch of the new year so that's already created and done Mm -hmm. like i finished that at the same time i'm marketing this current season that you're seeing right now so you're kind of doing two things at once got you yeah as one's dropping you're also turning in another so what is the natural progression of it when do you always do something maybe three to six months before you're always on that that type of schedule yeah so yeah you're definitely like in sometimes in in cases of grip tape i'm almost like i'm a year done like 
2022 is locked in. I'm done. Like all my grip tape that I've like from the pros that are getting grip tape to whatever they look, I've finished 2022. Now let me work on the apparel side of stuff because it takes a little bit longer to get the grip tape made. Got you. So how do you break it all down? Do you say, okay, for 2022, I need to have 20 t-shirts that I'm dropping. So Baker boys distribution is going to be that they're going to be the ones that are going to break down those skew counts Mm -hmm. skew counts being like how many t-shirts how many hats you get how many sweatshirts you get okay so based on kind of like probably like the trajectory of what that company's going to make in a year or what they're willing to see like after years of doing it they kind of know like hey 10 t-shirts is too much we're going to be sitting on too much inventory gotcha let's shrink them down to six or five you know i don't have to worry about that that's on them okay now they're going to tell me like hey you need to make x amount do that so then I do the art direction for the company and I do the marketing for the company. Okay. You know, they Baker boys distribution will buy the product, house the product, meaning they Mm -hmm. store all your goods. Then their sales team sells the product. Facilitate. Okay. They also get the bigger chunk of change. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. So mine is to do the brand recognition. Like I'm going to market that stuff. I'm going to get my team right. I'm going to do all the art direction, all that. So they're going to tell you, okay, for spring, 2022 this we is, need to have yes six t-shirt designs yes three grip tapes yeah. and however many accessories yeah and if i feel like that i want more okay or we we talk about it and see like what really does work gotcha at the end of the day we both want to succeed yeah you know you don't want to you don't want too much product on your shelves because that can take on their end. Like that's taking up inventory. That's taking Facts. up dollars. You know, we don't need to buy all that stuff just because we think it's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, let's be smart about it. And so it's a lot of trust too. So I, I trust the distribution I'm in, right? They have the right players in play, making the right decisions to keep my company moving forward. Mm-hmm. And that's all it takes. So I wonder if like starting a, a company from the beginning, like is maybe the first year or so, do you have to just keep creating and creating and creating and say, okay, well, this batch that I'm creating now, this is for that season. And then once it's already, once you've already finished that, then the ball just keeps going. Then you just got to make sure that you stay the three to six months ahead. In the ball keep going. Do you mean creating, like create, like creating more, those, like, those, uh, like one those seasons? So let's say Shake John starts by making one t-shirt. One t-shirt turns into two, turns into three. Now we're making a sweatshirt. Oh, mm-hmm. shit, it's selling. Okay, let's make a hat. Okay, and let's make this. So it's like, how much are we doing? And then, oh, we made too much. Damn it. We learned from that mistake. Let's Tape shrink it down. It down. Gotcha. Right. And, you know, you kind of find where your good spot is, you know? Yeah. I guess um, I'm, I'm trying to ask because, like, when we come out with stuff, I'm I'm thinking about, like, holiday stuff like now you know just like oh well we got well you probably are making here in the united states yeah you probably are making a small amount of product you probably can get it at once you're probably only selling to people online yeah so there isn't a pre-book involved Mm. it's pretty much get the product sell the product yeah right facts and then you can get a smaller amount that way and it's direct to consumer so this isn't buying from this distribution then putting a logo on it then going to baker boys and then splitting the pie a couple mm-hmm. ways right baker boys needs to make their money back plus a profit shake john needs to make some money now that's then sold to the store mm-hmm. 
So in your case, you're you're like, I don't need a distribution. I'm going straight to consumer. I'm going yeah. straight to the shop. So I can I can make those margins. I buy this hat for ten dollars, I can sell it for thirty dollars, make ten bucks. Like, you know, you're in business for yourself. Yeah. Where you're not needing that extra person. But by having a distribution, you got more legs, more arms, more everything, right? Your yeah. tentacles reach to like all countries now, you know? Yeah. You can really yeah, you can really see a change in your brand. Yeah, I guess I would like to have something where it's a little more structured than that. Where right now I'm working on, you know, like the the early 2022 drops. Like I would love to be in that train of, of thought, you know. But re- really, in the car community, it's like, okay, well, we're gonna drop a T-shirt that's gonna come out for Black Friday. Black Friday is still fucking a month and a half out. I could get a shirt made and delivered to me within a week. So, but here, you, okay, for example, let's take this shirt and let's take Black Friday as an example. Get 100 of these t-shirts made. 50 of them you're going to market. Give them for free. Mm-hmm. Give them to people that you think are a great representation of your company. Not only that, maybe are people outside of the, the world that you are in. Get them wearing it. If they do, cool. Now you have this grassroots marketing aspect. Now you're getting the getting people to wear it you're reposting it you're doing something to help promote this shirt way before the drop let's mm-hmm. get eyes on this product way before the product launches okay can we get people talking about it? can we keep people seeing it you know things move so fast right now so if you just come out like hey new t-shirt drop today for black friday and there was nothing seen a month before and it was just then. So you now your window's this small to get the attention of people. Gotcha. And once that day drops, they're on to the next video part. So it's like, let's get as much eyes as we can on that product. And then mm-hmm. let's not try to saturate too many logos. Let's stick the one logo for at least a year or two. You know, let's get them seeing not only that over and over and mm-hmm. over and over. You've seen too many logos. So it's like it's it gets boring for you as the designer. Mm-hmm. Right. But I got more ideas. I got more of this and that. Well, sure, that will maybe come into play later, but let's stick to that. What's your favorite logo out there that you buy? Like when you, whatever, think of a company that you like to purchase from. Mm-hmm. Most likely you like just that logo, you know? Sure, they try other logos and shit, but you're like, nah, I'm, yeah. with, I'm with that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like, that's the one that they stick to and kind of rip and ride. So it's like, kind of stick to one, get it branded out there and get it to people that you that know it, you know? Yeah. You know? And slow growth is always better growth. Then you can kind of start to see what, what works best for you. Yeah. Maybe beanies work better than hats for you, you know? Maybe your demographic likes crew neck sweatshirts instead of hoodies. You know, just figuring out as you sell this stuff. Yeah. You know? For sure. You know? With the um downstar skate portion of things, I I, I kinda wanna take that that approach to it more because I'm I'm going after a different demographic. Still mm-hmm. supporters of Downstar, but in the uh, in the automotive community, there's a lot of ex skaters or people that still skate nowadays. So I want to be kind of that that bridge in between. No doubt, somebody that that is a car guy, but then is a skater or a skater at heart still, you know, and, and mix that together. But yeah, for sure, I, I've just always admired brands that were able to you know think ahead of things and just like you said, like damn, I almost got 2022 already wrapped up. And, uh, dude, that, that, that takes a lot of discipline to be able to do that. Yeah. And plus you're just like, you can't see the future. Like you don't know, like 
it's a gift and a curse too, right? Yeah. So you're like, okay, cool, I'm getting ahead, but you're like, I'm making for I'm making product that I don't know if um, if I'm gonna like that design mm. six months from now. I might hate that in six months. You know, right now it feels fresh. I like it, but then I'm like, how many times that shit come? I'm like, oh my god, I don't want that out right now. And Great. then what do you do? You're stuck with it. Market it. Make it cool. You might not like it, but the guy next door to you might think it's dope. Mm-hmm. So that's another lesson to be learned. It's like other people like other shit, you know? And you've been seeing the same shit for 15, 20 years. Yeah. And you've been trying to like bend it and twist it and make it different to make it more exciting when the basic shit could be the dope shit. Yeah. You know? And so I don't know how many times I've tried to do different things. And just look back at some of the seasons and years and be like, oh, my God, it's terrible, (laughs) terrible. It's all terrible. Like, what are you doing? This is so bad. Like, but I feel like I'm starting to get a little bit of a groove going right now where um, my team's getting a little tighter. My vision's getting a little stronger. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I it feels good. Plus, we got this new video that we finally pulled the trigger on that it's been a long time. Last video we put out was Skate Tank. Mm hmm. And, you know, times have changed now, too. So it's not like we're selling DVDs. We're not full length videos are, are, you know, a tough watch for kids. You know, they don't got the span to sit through 45 minutes to an hour. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how this comes out. Shrimp Blunt. Shrimp Blunt. Do you have a a date or ballpark? We're coming out February 2022. Locked and loaded. I just turned in all the products. So, I mean, it's got to come out. Oh, shit. Yeah. So. All the merchandise, wrapping up with the video, all that shit's done. We're good. Got, you know, Beagles. I got him on the editing right now. Already started editing the video. Mm-hmm. Seeing who's got, you know, enough for a full part. See who doesn't. See what montages we need to make. Who needs to get more footage. It's all, like, it's all happening. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. A lot of kids. A lot of new faces, too. Really? Not a rip us. Nice. Dude. Yeah. So is Beagle going to edit the whole thing? Or are you going to jump the, in there? Or? I've already, you know, I've already jumped on it a couple times and gave him my two cents. So I will be helping with it. But for the most part, I want Beagle to like own this. Yeah. You know? Hell yeah. I want him to kind of like, it's going to go on his channel, Hijinks Net. Yeah. Him and Mike Hubert got their channel. And Shout out to Hijinks. Straight up, man. They're doing their thing. So it's like, it's really cool to see that and uh, kind of full circle here giving back you know mike hubert one of the ogs of the first shake jump video brian herman he's also involved with hijinks net and beagle so it's like some of like the very first first homies Mm -hmm. and so it's like this just feels good now were you at uh you obviously were working with beagle when you were at uh bootleg right because he went he went to bootleg and then split off no never hmm Beagle's been Baker forever. Oh, okay, I got you. Got yeah. you. Got you. Yeah, dude. Shout out to Beagle, bro. That's yeah. a good. Dude. That's a good dude. Yeah, we've been ribbing and riding for so long, man. Yeah, so long. Great yeah. dude, man. Yeah, we've been doing it for a long time, man. So I'm I'm hyped. He's got a great personality, and I love how he just he's just stoked, bro. Like every time somebody's just trying to bust something out, like. Just come on, man. Oh, that was it. That was it. You almost got it. No, you yeah. need it, dude. Like yeah. That. That's a you know, me and him, man. We got this deadly combination. We've been doing it for so long. Yeah, you know, yeah. He's been holding it down. Good shit, man. This is gonna be a good year for you, bro. Twenty twenty two. Yeah, off. we need new video. Need that, man. It's tough times right now. Yeah, definitely. A little tough. 
So I wanted to go over your thought process when you actually do uh, film a film a part. <laughs> Let's talk about the buckets. The buckets. The buckets, bro. All I can tell, hey, film as much as you can when you can. Mm-hmm. Make those decisions later. You put them in your buckets, right? What bucket you got? You got the hell yeah, I'm gonna do that. Like that's a must use clip in a video part proud bucket mm-hmm. and you got the instagram bucket which also falls in line with the maybe hell no bucket so you got the footage that's like nah it's not good enough i don't really want to see the light of day at that or maybe i just put it in instagram then you got the ooh, the medium bucket like the mediocre bucket this thing can go into any video you know I can put this to a friend's video. I got some some clips left over, you know, just maybe in the credits. I don't know. But you get it? You got you got your three buckets. Hmm. You work on that, you know? I might have a billion no slides, but one of them, one of them will be in the proper. I'm using that, you know? And the rest I can throw away or put them in the other buckets. Yeah. You know? I just try to get as much as I can when I can. Now, as far as the uh, shrimp blunt... Who's gonna figure out the uh, the soundtrack of it? That's me and Beagle. Yeah, yeah. We've already I've already given like a laundry list of songs that I want to have in the video. Yeah, and they're all over the place. Yeah, yeah. And I think he's gonna do a little mixing and matching on some of it too. <laughs> yeah, nice. Make sure you guys check out Beagle's uh, SoundCloud, man. He just uh, he drops mixes on there every once in a while. Yeah, we're hoping to drop the soundtrack to this. To this video, Shrimp Blunt, we're hoping to drop that along with it, you know, so you can go get the soundtrack. Are you guys going to have a um, a premiere for it? I don't know. I don't know yet. Right now, I'm more concentrated on, like, get these clips. Yeah. Everybody. Because we don't got a video without these clips. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll decide about premieres and all that stuff gotcha, a little gotcha, bit later gotcha. in the game. But Now, this is the whole Shake Junt team. How many people are part of it? Uh, you got about 60 people. Wow. Yeah. So we'll, we'll try to put everybody in it, you know, and, uh, if it doesn't look like it can fit everybody, maybe it's just, we'll do half the team and on this one and then we'll make another video to do that. I don't know. Like it's tough. You know, I don't want to put an hour long video out with 60 people. It's a lot, but what is the time limit you're looking about? Jesus. I mean, if we could cut this video to 25 minutes, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. But shit, if it needs to be two hours long, who knows? Yeah. You can count me on that. Be like, damn, you said 25 minutes. It's two hours, man. What's this? <laughs> Just put out some two hours shit. It takes you like five weeks to get through it. You're Fucking like, bro. I got through half of it the other night. That's a- <laughs> Maybe the other half later. I don't know. Shit. <sighs> Fuck, this video sucks. Oh, shit. Yeah. Bonus, 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 bonus. Maybe I'll put like out like one little ten minute video. Then I'll have like the five. It'll have five bonus sections. Yeah, you gotta do it like the rap videos, bro. You come out with the regular one, and then a week later, come out with the deluxe. There's no rules to this shit, you know. Yeah. If if it's a sweet twenty five minute full length, full whatever, man. Or maybe I'll put out a ten minute video with five bonus fucking things to it, man. I don't know. Maybe this video will they'll just never stop coming out. It'll be shrimp blunt videos for like (laughs) for like a year. Like every month, a new shrimp blunt video comes out. You're like, what the fuck, shrimp blunt part one, part two, part three, part four, like. Y'all thought this shit was over? Like, nah. 2022, the year of the shrimp blunt. <laughs> Where'd the name come from? See, you never know. This shit can never stop. It came from, like, shit. Like, uh, what was it? Pimp C or... Uh, was it Pimp C? 
talking about lathering a blunt with their shrimp. And then I think Herman and Beagle were like, let's try this shit. And there's footage of them in like an old Baker video or something, just putting like shrimp on a blunt. I'm like, dude, yeah, that's that shit. Shrimp blunt. Shrimp? <laughs> like shrimp you eat, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean putting it on a blunt? Yeah, they take the they got the blunt. He's cooking up shrimp. You got I know you've seen the footage. It's in one of the old Baker videos. <laughs> and he puts that shrimp on the blunt and he just lathers that blunt. Like, there you go. So I mean it's a thing that's happened with the crew back in the day. This isn't like something new to oh, us. Oh shit. Plus it goes along lines of like these names, right? Chicken bone now it's on, skate tank, shrimp blunt, yeah, shake junt. Like, yeah, it, it fits perfect, man. That's dope, bro. Yeah, we're psyched. Yeah. Hell yeah. You're going to see a full part probably from Beagle. Ooh. Baca. Hell yeah. Uh, Theotis is going strong. Like, really? Theotis has got, like, right now, some of my favorite clips for sure. Nice. Yeah. Theotis, Theotis, man. Shout out to my man, Thiti. Hell yeah, dude. My man been putting in work for so fucking long. I love watching his old clips from, uh, like, hijinks when, when they'll do the hijinks net, um, right. premieres. Yeah. Um, Good to see all the, I mean, every Thursday at eight, guys, check it out on the YouTube channel, hijinks net. Um, but yeah, every Thursday I'll come out with a video of some, some old, video, some old clips from shit, 2005, 2010, 2001. Oh, man. Sometimes when they come out, I'm just like, I hope they don't. Oh man, nah, Beagle's pretty good. He's not gonna put out no whack shit. Yeah, I told yeah. Beagle one of the my favorite ones that he came out with recently was the uh, behind the scenes from Baker Two G, where it showed like the behind the scenes of like the the fight and stuff like that, mm. and, and then stuff of Knox, and it was a it was a good time, man. Yeah, history there. Good shit, man. Shane, you're killing it, bro. Thanks. I wish you the best, dog. Thanks. I'm trying, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely to- are, man. Every time I go to the skate park. That's all I see. Good. Shake junk grip everywhere. Yeah. It's working. I just, right? just want to be in the streets more than anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I ever want to do. And congratulations yeah. on your sobriety, man. That's I appreciate huge, it. Bro. Yeah. You know, I hope more people, if they're battling through whatever that is, you know, you can do it. Yeah. One yeah. day at a time, dude. Dude, it's straight up. Sometimes it's five minutes at a time. You know what I mean? Like, people might frown on that phrase, but it's, it's facts. Yeah. Like, you know? And it's crazy how fucking time flies. Yeah. It's quicker now because of, I think, of social media and everything, right? It's just like, slow down. Is yeah. what I think we need to start trying to, like, do for one another a little bit. Who knows, man? We might be able, we might be forced into that slow down. Who knows where the hell this next 10 years is going to be, man? It's I mean, gonna... that pandemic, uh, that was crazy. That was a real slowdown, yeah. right? Like, stop, everybody. Stop. Mm-hmm. People dying, people don't believe, people believe, whatever. It just was like, stop what you're doing, yeah. everything, from work to everything. So it just, if you were able to take that opportunity, and I know it's fucking crazy to talk about opportunity in such a dark spot, but like, think about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do differently? Or did you just take the time to rest? Mm-hmm. Or what was it that, did you come out of it differently? Or did you go back to your routine? Yeah. Because we're all creatures. We all love creatures of habit, right? Same shit. Let me get back in that routine, you know? But it's hard to learn, you know? Try something different. Or shit, try. Yeah, but- try. <laughs> Try that's that's one right there, bro. You're oh, right. About I got that, I got the free stuff. I must be on the team now, right? No, you got to keep trying. Yeah, like, you got to keep going. Like, what's up? You know, and the hard thing about that is 
You know, it's an internal thing, bro. You got nobody else is gonna be able to push you forward. No, but I swear, like these, like there wasn't somebody like the people that are running these brands right now in Baker Boys Distribution mm-hmm. that can easily talk to you as like, hey man, you're kind of like, yo, clip up, like get these clips, like you know, you're kind of slipping. Yeah, like you got this. Here's multiple filmers that we know that you can use at your disposal. Like they're here to get you, you know, here's more product. What do you like? What do you don't like? Mm-hmm. That shit didn't exist for us. Yeah. You know, there wasn't really that person that could help us get through those times or like, tell us that this and that, you know, like, so I don't know if it, if it helps people when they hear that shit or it's just like, man, shut up old man. Like I'm gonna do me. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's just you. I mean, you know, as a business owner, you have to learn how to talk to each and every individual in the way that they they'll be able to understand because there's just so many different personalities. As long as you're doing, if you in the streets getting the clips, and running the business, and that's what we kind of pride ourselves on. Like, we don't just we didn't just stop skating and start running a business. Yeah, you know, like no, we still trying to film these video parts at 44 years old yeah like what's good yeah if i could do it you could do it <laughs> yeah hopefully <laughs> good shit man i'll see you when you're 44 player <laughs> <laughs> see what you're looking like oh i can't wait for all these young bucks i'm gonna catch you when you're 44 you're gonna be sliding <laughs> you'll be hugging a block crooking grinding i don't think so oh shit. yeah right they'll be front crooking 20s at 44 in the back <laughs> i still got it bro hey uh before we get out of here, bro, I got to tell you my dream. I got to manifest it, all right? Yeah, put it out there. Let's go. That's right. Clip stacker. Hollywood 12, dog. What are you going to do down it? Ollie it. You going to fly? <laughs> you going to ollie it? That's what I want to do, bro. That's it. Okay. I'm scared. When's last? What's the last set of stairs you ollie? The Baker 6. <laughs> In the streets. Oh, shit. Been a minute, dude. I've been spoiled. I've been spoiled. Okay, what I'm gonna have to have you start doing is, you see a set of this in the streets, three stair, four stair, five stair, whatever. Try to ollie it. We gotta feel what it feels like to ollie stairs in the streets, and we're gonna work our way up. Yeah, you know, we're gonna start doing that. That's how you're gonna get to your twelve. I was thinking maybe the 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 what is it, the eight in the front of the school? You got a five first, yeah. and then you got an eight. Okay. The eight's got a fat crack when you land, so mm. it can body you real quick. Yeah. But the five's cool. It's really small. It's cool. You land in the downhill. Mm-hmm. It ain't what you need to get ready for that 12, though. 12, that's a plopper. Yeah. But you got it. You can just hang out, catch some air, breathe. Don't don't get tight. Yeah. Fuck that 12. You got that shit. That's my goal, dog. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. Or I'm going to die. Fuck it. But that's that's it. That's my legacy right there. That's nah. what I want. That's my that my clip. And that's all. Oh, that's all I want. All day. Hey, <laughs> just build yourself up until you're ready, man. You all your ten in these streets. Twelve ain't nothing right past it. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. But I gotta hit an eight first. <laughs> you will. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Streets, not skate parks. Hell yeah. Some skate parks are good though. They are. What do you feel the di- the difference? Just just being chunky and just the the atmosphere and. I think so. Right. Plus, I mean, there's a definitely a long enough run up for that 12. Mm-hmm. So that's not going to be the issue. But yeah, there's actually skate parks now that have like three flat threes, mm-hmm. you know, that have like big sets. 
Yeah. So actually, yeah, go find those skate parks that you can actually feel comfortable at and just go handle it. I forgot the one that we went to. It was like Santa Ana or something. They have a pretty big 12 stair there. See? Huge run up. Skate parks are crazy. And I just looked down that. I'm just like, fuck. I'm going to die. Downstar. I'm going to do it. I'm going to die for Downstar. Downstar. Imagine that, dude. Out here popping for Downstar. What's up? Downstar. <laughs> if you ain't got your engine looking crispy, holla at Downstar. Shit. Mm-hmm. Your lady's about to leave you right You want now. that gold paint little no, 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 on your... <laughs> uh. What'd you call that? Purple? Purple and blue? Blurple, dog. Man, if you ain't got blurple on your engine, <laughs> you slipping. I'm going to get some blurple for my skateboard. Let's do it, bro. Let's do the Shake Junt Downstar remix, man. We should. It's I'm like, with it. Come uh, on. We'll why, do it. why don't we do like Downstar Shake Junt bolts? All right, we're going to do this, you know, cuz I got to I got to we'll bring set, out the blurple. I got to have my I got to have my goal, dude. When I do that Hollywood 12, yeah. That's going to be it. As soon as I do that, then we're going to move on to the collab. Landing. If I don't bolts. land it. You going to land bolts? Uh, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna roll away, dog. Well, that's kind of that's gonna, that's gonna be the commercial for the okay. down, the downstar blurples. Okay, guarantee to make you land your shit bolts. <laughs> that's actually the slogan I got on my bolts. I swear. Like, really? Yeah. Yeah. So you're gonna land your shit bolts blurple. I love it. Dog. Blurple swag. You heard Hell it here yeah. first. Downstar got your back. <laughs> Yeah, Shane, I love it, bro. I love the combo, man. Yeah, yeah always. I, I always. love, uh, I love your energy, bro. I love the brand. You're just a good dude, bro. Thanks. Yeah. I appreciate being on the show. Hell yeah. sick. You got a good thing going over here. Thank you, brother. And yeah. every time J Bone brought me around, you always treated me with respect, man. I really appreciate that. Yeah, because you always you. going for it and getting it, and I can always <laughs> respect somebody that does that. So I'm gonna be sitting on the sidelines and be like, I'm like, come on, man. I don't care if you can't even do a shove right now, like. Let's get it. I'm ready. You dog. know, yeah. always. And you always getting it, big yeah. dog. For sure. Let's do it, dog. Hey, much respect. All right, Shane, before we get out of here, bro, where could people find you in the brand at? At Shake Junt. There you go. That's there it, it is. Shakejunt.com, at Shake Junt. I mean, pretty much every skate park you go to, everything, every skate shop you go to, Shake Junt's everywhere, guys. I appreciate the support of each and every one of you out there. And make sure you guys go check out the, Holly, much the Holiday 2021 drop. Just dropped. And uh, get ready for Shrimp Blunt next year. Look out. Yeah. Look out. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. This is Downtime with Downstar, episode 230. And we out. Peace. Recognize yeah. the food. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Peace.